Unclicked, Chris Moeller. No introduction needed except for owner of S&M Bikes for 35 years, and this is your second Unclicked podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank this you is, I think, the first official repeat one, right? Or, I mean, Corey Walsh kind of. I feel like of, some of the Fast and Loose guys have yeah. been on like 10 times, but it's yeah. always for yeah. like different things, random stuff. But you're the first, I think, official guest to come back just as a guest again. Yeah. Except for Brad Sims. He came back to oh, rebuttal yeah. you. Yeah. Which right. Was, uh, <laughs> if so that's you ha- how good your podcast I, was. Yeah. I, would just like to say, I would just like to start this podcast by saying, if you have a problem with anything that Chris says, please go to Chris. Nah, come back on the podcast. No, because <laughs> it just gives us a good uh, dramatic. Because I had like five, I literally had like five or six people hit me up, like phone calls, mult, like five hundred word emails about stuff, and I'm like, at a point, I was, I was like, hey, you need to hit up Chris. Were like, I mean, are, like, were I people stoked? Were people angry? All my friends were so stoked. Were, were the these fact checkers? They who, were who... fact checkers, and they're kind of telling their side of the story more than anything else, but. uh for the Everyone most part, but Brad was stoked on my yeah. the friends. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, I told a bunch of people I was doing another one with you, and they're like, hell yeah. Can't Every single person says nice. that, like, Molar Podcast. That was the best one. I listen to them all. Molar Podcast, still Except the best. Except for Brad. So. And the most viewed. Really? Must be the mustache. Yeah, right? it might be the mustache. It might be the mustache. I think added yeah. up around 100,000 people have listened to that full podcast. Yeah, probably. Between I, the... That's insane. That's like uh... some gluttons uh, for punishment. <laughs> that's insane. Know, right? Three hours. Three yeah, hours. It's so. like being trapped in the van with me <laughs> yeah. going to a, to a race or something <laughs> with me driving. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, welcome back. So we obviously started this for because of the recent controversy. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, I thought. So this, uh, is, this is why you came down. You know, Dennis doesn't even know what it is. Uh, no, 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 we've had this plan for weeks. You selling S&M so. again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how the last one got started. The, uh, the, the, the sale has finally gone through. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no sale. <laughs> well, I thought maybe like a state of the industry was more. No, yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I mean, obviously, I think we should talk about the Doyle thing. Like, you saw yeah. – did you see it at all? What? So Dennis, saw, Dennis doesn't bother. No, no I, I keep, he's I, so I, funny. He just stays above board all the time. No, he never gets so dirty. He's never smart. gets dirty. Well, actually, we do BMX news once a month, so I know yeah. everything about so, BMX nowadays. True. <laughs> uh, there was a podcast, a very short-lived podcast, uh, by Montana Ricky, uh, and he talked about how there's an old guard of owners essentially that don't know what they're doing, and that instead of paying new riders and getting younger riders stoked on BMX, they are sponsoring old riders and then he used chris doyle and s&m as an example which so that's a little drama going around right yeah now. which is i mean it wasn't dramatic for me i just thought it was asinine but <laughs> yeah i like montana ricky it's pretty easy yeah. too how someone could look in that doesn't fully know what's going on and be like what they're paying doyle this huge contract to get him back on s&m and, right you know is it yeah. like is that the truth no well i mean unbeknownst to the public I mean, all we're talking about is a you know a bike and some yeah some, some royalties and stuff some like gear that. and yeah. putting a legend on a legendary company right like just you know a sponsorship for fun yeah well let that record state the, then because the, I'm sure that's the, back, he was the backlash out was tremendous though yeah it was a it, it was almost a little overboard <laughs> yeah it was what, for, going back towards Monteriki yeah. yeah because I mean, of, yeah. people I'm, were. Yeah, they were bent out of shape about it. You got some diehards on your your fan base, yeah. you know, that he love said, even, I I I called him this Doyle morning and, ta- and talked to him because I I did want to I didn't want to just like bash him. I wanted to listen to the full podcast so I could really get this, but it doesn't exist anymore. He literally can't share it. With and me. I never listened to the full thing yeah. either. I just listened to the the, the little segment yeah. that somebody sent me about that. But I mean, I've gotten in trouble with people 
lots of times over the years, but I never thought in a million years I'd get in trouble for giving Chris Doyle a bike. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Even if you were paying him a nice check, if you're paying <laughs> Chris Doyle a nice check, even that's still amazing. Like, if he deserves could, it, you could, he and that's still it, but he can't doesn't even him. want it. Yeah, he wouldn't even want it. Yeah, because he can't earn it. He does, well, he's he a, he's of such a, of such a high caliber human that he's like, no, I'm trying to do this and real estate thing. Or to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and he's he just wants to ride on the side and be a part of S and M. Yeah. Right, and he doesn't even want the pressure of trying to justify that yeah. check. Yeah. So he's just riding for fun, and we're sponsoring him for fun. I think Montana Ricky should have left the podcast up because Adam22 made a career of kind of commentating oh, yeah. on BMX. Right. Like, Great intro. You know, Great just, intro. Just to... pushing buttons and exactly. getting people fired up. Yeah, but... it's fun. That's what, that's what podcasts can be I all about. I just think it's crazy, crazy to, to think that you're out of touch because you give a legendary guy yeah. a bike. That's yeah. what they're saying about you? Yeah, you're out, out of touch? touch. Well, so I mean, out I of think touch, you're at every BMX I, jam, I, have trails in your backyard. Yeah. You might be one of the most in tune dudes with BMX. <laughs> Thank you. Well, giving a bike to to Chris Doyle, you know, then you're out of touch, and, and you don't know he, what's going he, on, if bro. If he looks at who we're <laughs> hooking up with, Fit and S and M, we have tons of little kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, five, seven, yeah. nine, eleven, mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah, YouTube from, kids, from, legends, from the little kids to the to the to nasty. legends. Yeah, to nasty. Right, Things like yeah. nasty. You've been on S and M and Fit. Right. And you know what's funny about Ricky is he's with Merritt. Merritt sponsors Foster. Well, yeah. Brian's a, Brian's a lot older than Doyle. Yeah. Uh, apparently got fired from Merritt. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I should be throwing that out there or not. But... Over this? He said it's not direct. He said it's not directly. <laughs> no he said it's not. He said it's not direct. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't nothing to do with you or, or Doyle. But I think the podcast in general and just him being out there in the world and stirring up controversy. And he's a representative of merit. And I think it may have just been some really? sort so of like catalyst. This. Yeah, he said it. He oh, said like literally. Uh, he was pretty passionate when I talked to him this morning. I talked to him because I, I talked to him. I reached out to him a couple of days ago to try and get the podcast. And then I got busy. And then I this morning I was like. I want to hear this fucking podcast. And so I, I called him and, uh, and so we talked for like 10 or 15 minutes. Was but. that the first episode of the yeah. podcast? Yeah. I don't, I think it's just dead in the water. I don't and know if they're ever coming. It's com- not even, not, you can't even find can't it. find it. And I don't know if they're coming back with another one. I think it may have. Dude, bring like, it back. He obviously killed I, it. Everyone's talking <laughs> about it. That's, <laughs> right, that's a good right. podcast, dude. Bring it, put that on the There's air no and do another one. lost her job over this. I, I, I don't did, think it's over this, but I think it's, I think it's the podcast in general. I think it's just the image and being out there and saying, you know, like, Hey, this is the, the merit rep saying all this stuff. And then, uh, you know, it could have been the straw that broke camel's back or something. That's what I was going to say. You know, like, yeah. I feel like that's – if he did lose his job with Merritt, it it would be that. That would be the case. But no ill will towards Ricky. Hope he falls upwards, you know, from getting getting let go from Merritt and stuff like that. I've always gotten along with the guy. Like last time I was in New York at the trade show, hung out with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think – I always think – I always give people the benefit of the doubt. It was like when people have, like, passionate opinions, even though they're wrong – it's like, and it stirs up a conversation and it's like, that's, that's good to have the conversation, but you're wrong. You know, like, like, yeah, someone like, mentioned to me the other day that I was upset about it. And I said, actually, I, I was never upset about it. I posted it on my personal Instagram with a laughing, yeah. crying emoji, Yeah, you know, yeah. is, uh, I thought it was funny. I just couldn't believe he would say it. I think he just got confused. I think, I think he just, I think he said it was just like a current thing. And so that was like the most recent thought he had, but it's like, damn, you can't use that. You can't use no. S&M and Doyle in that capacity. Like even if the statement is there, true. I mean, think so. about over the years, how many riders have had paying spots on teams that literally didn't ride bikes anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we've known them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot and of dudes keep, keep that check coming for five years when they're barely touching the bike. Or some of them don't even own a bike. No. That happens too. Yeah, it gets yeah. real crazy sometimes. People are that good and have that much marketability where right. the sponsor wants to keep them until everyone knows they're not riding at all anymore. Yeah, I mean, this isn't that. This isn't a case like that. I think that's. Know? But that's. Yeah, I think he's riding he's over... and he's riding better than ever. Yeah, it's we made beautiful. that. He's we fine made wine. that retro Holmes yeah. bike with the Doyle mm-hmm. red Doyle stickers. Yeah. I mean, that got more so sick. More traction on online. I want one. Honestly, I, than anything fucking we've awesome. done in. You know, does yeah. he get some royalties on that? It's kind of like his well, thing. Well, we haven't pushing. actually made it. And we, oh, we, people just want it. We just made one, a one-off mm-hmm. custom bike that oh, looked really? like mm-hmm. the bike that he rode when he was a. You got to sell that thing. It looks so now, good. Now, yeah. <laughs> now I think we are. We do need to make it. Yeah. We weren't really planning on making it until you all should. this happened. But now, yeah, I think. But I mean, just what you said is like the overarching idea is like it does exist, and what his point was was a valid point. But you just use the wrong fucking example, you know? Totally. Like you don't like a, the the re- relationship between Doyle and S and M is not the relationship. And then you're the other thing about. I thought that was uh, odd about it is the idea that everybody's sponsorship decisions are purely based on you know what's good for business. Yeah, because that's not the case either. A lot of times, as a sponsor myself, I. I sponsor people because I want to, because mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times it doesn't do anything for business. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it might hurt business. Yeah, you got to toe that line a little bit, I'm sure, though. You're like, this yeah. guy's going to sell some bikes, this guy's not going to sell some bikes, so he sells some bikes right in the middle. Right, but every decision you make is not based on yeah. what's going to make money. Yeah. Sometimes you just, and in this business, you just do stuff because it's fun and that's what you want to do. Yeah. That exactly. leads me to a question I had. A lot of these companies pay top dollar for the top pros and that's how they kind of make their team. But with S and M you've had 35 years of success and you've always just paid core guys a normal salary and you've never had to like, you know, try and buy Matt Hoffman or buy Dave Mira to make S and M successful. There, there have been times when we've, tried to do that have you tried to yeah. get a big guy for a big amount of money well yeah for instance uh nasty we actually signed a contract with, with s&m with nasty for s&m yeah for two years and it was one of the you know the highest dollar amounts we'd ever paid anybody and it was kind of based on him doing that television show hmm. you remember right around the time that he with had the, the house ex-wives with, mtv ex-wives but or there was going to be another what's, show what's it was. It was going to be extreme a, waves. Yeah, it was yeah. like PLG. And, yeah. And, yeah, extreme uh, waves and the moto guy mm-hmm. and Corey, and mm-hmm. he had the house with the jumps in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But there was going to be another show that was based purely around Corey. Oh, really? And that's why we kind of did that because we thought he'd kind of get into the mainstream. Yeah, through like a the deer deck, dope bike ride, like yeah. a yeah. deer deck type of thing, but mm-hmm. for BMX. And so that that's the happened. only guy you've ever tried to do that with, though. Yeah, the two years ran up. I couldn't continue paying them like that so we you know we cut that and um that's when he got on haro and he was fine with it he was super cool yeah. yeah um but yeah we never really have gone out and got there's been a lot of those though where it's like strickers on s&m now he's riding for giant and now he's back on s&m, on S&M. You, you know like there's always that come right come back i am your home i think what we've all we, yeah. we've always worked with the riders not necessarily just you know take uh, like a Behringer for instance he's on Redline he's making a big monthly check mm-hmm. then I worked with a couple co sponsors to to bring him over to S and M we couldn't pay him as much as Redline was but we kind of bundled up some other co sponsors and then you know we kind of helped get him a little bit more I think core respect sort of you know sort mm-hmm. of like with Hucker too yeah. so it, like we have a little something to offer too yeah so. 
because I mean, S and M, as far as like image wise, it carries its own image and That's its own I mean. aura yeah. and stuff like that. So it is. So a, when you're a, on, you know, when say Behringer or Hucker on Redline, they're just as good as they are when they're riding on S and M, but they don't get looked at by the same people yeah. mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah. And I feel like with both those guys, you know, they come over to S and M, and then you know Hucker starts racking up Nora cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wasn't when he was on Redline. Yeah. But he was riding just as good. Yeah. But you just kind of get looked at different, and you get a you get a different level of respect. I think when you ride for a more of a core brand, maybe you're maybe, going on the right trips that the right people start seeing well, too, because they're not yeah. going to maybe watch this red line edit that right. they went to nowhere and it was filmed weird. But they're like, "Ooh, Hucker's on an S and M trip." People start checking that out. Yeah, a that's more. a good point. Uh, yeah, so maybe a, that's it in the van with the right people. Right. So we we've, we've never had to pay the big guy the big bucks necessarily. What about? On the fit side, you brought up the you brought up the YouTube, and that made me think about it. But you have that the Caden kid, right? So how does something like that work? Like how does that kid? I'm sure you guys are. I would He's assume eleven year old from Oregon. Is that yeah? Mil, two million YouTubers, right? YouTubies. Yeah, Caden Cernius. Yeah, and I mean, he obviously kills it, but his main Kaden thing BMX. is Caden BMX. BMX. Yeah, yeah is covering. Yeah, I just his heard bike this the other uh, day that he's unfit, and I was like, hmm, that's has interesting. Been for a long time. Yeah, Damn, yeah, he really years. has. Yeah. How does that how does that work for the brand and how does that like relationship? Because I feel like that's like you're probably into him. He's really good, obviously, yeah, but like he good. obviously probably sells bikes and gets a makes a good intro for BMX. For and a, you know what's coming crowd. with the kid like that is that what? one day he's going to get an agent and one day he's going to get an offer from some big corporate company. So it's like you, it's yeah. really cool that you rock with him, knowing that and knowing one day yeah. you're probably going to be like, "Fuck, let him go for a bit, maybe he'll come back." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've done it so point. many times. Yeah. I've done it so many times. Yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be a point. This kid's got two million things and he's 11, yeah. and he's getting better and better. And yeah, he rides for like Volcom and DC and shit. Like, does yeah. he se- does he sell bikes though? Does it? Does stuff- I mean, I, during I know during COVID. Everything sold bikes. Yeah, I mean, bikes true. just sold bikes. <laughs> bikes sold bikes. Yeah. Just so you don't, you don't know who's bikes. selling them. Yeah, yeah right now selling. I don't think anybody's selling anything. Yeah. I don't think anyone's selling bikes. You don't think anyone's selling bikes? Mm. Is that because everybody, would, every kid's got a bike now? about this camera? It's recording. I just get scared. I, I don't blame you, man. <laughs> so right now, everything. Imagine being like two hours into something oh and the thing's not recording. Yeah. It's happened. It's, uh, Has it really happened? A couple times, I think. Something. Some. Yeah, there's been there's been there's been issues. The assistant always fucks up. Yeah. Yeah. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> so right now things aren't selling like they were? I mean, What's I don't, going on with I the don't industry? think, uh, yeah, I think the industry is pretty slow. Yeah. I think during COVID, everything sold out. You know, then people, you know, panicked and purchased as much stuff as they possibly could. Remember, we were talking last time I was here mm-hmm. about seats. not being able yeah. to find a seat. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are some seats now. <laughs> Everything's so in now. So people panicked. They purchased all the brands, pan- uh, purchased as much stuff as they possibly could. It didn't come. It didn't come. It didn't come. And then, boom, it all showed up. Yeah. Somebody now was- the bike shops are stocked up. I think everybody that wanted a bike got one. And now the brakes have just kind of gone on. Yeah. So that now everything else has opened up. And the bike is, you know, sitting on cobwebs and goes on Craigslist or whatever, whatever the bike does, you know. So right. it's crazy. I've seen more kids on like complete bikes in this area, especially than I ever have in my whole life. I mean, it like, probably every day it definitely helped. a new kid on a complete bike. Like, damn, BMX is huge. But I'm like, where do these kids ride? Because there's only one shitty skate park. Yeah. And well, they I don't look like street riders. there's a ton riders. of bikes floating around yeah. on that sort of offer up craigslist uh, kind of facebook marketplace world yeah i think that's where there's a ton of bikes floating around and these are kids that are selling the bike because they got a flat tire yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they've got mm-hmm. it listed up there 
uh, you know, for sale because the wheels broken. And they're all back in school with all their things they do. And they're like, I wasn't really a bike rider. I was just doing this when I didn't have school for six months. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. What, uh, using the seat example is somebody said that, uh, recently that you put in this order with, with the Velo, right? right? That's a seat manufacturer. And then, one of them. And they were like, yeah, we have like a, a three year or a year and a half like wait time. And then they opened up like three more factories because they had all these orders. And then right. they just, they just delivered this massive amount of seats. Yeah. And I think it, the, the, there's two big parts to the problem. One, I think people like myself order, let's say I order quarterly mm-hmm. and I, and I want to get X amount this quarter, X amount this quarter and so on. And then they don't deliver until now they've put them all together mm-hmm. and they've delivered them all at, yeah. one, at one time. And you never wanted two years worth of seats. You wanted three months worth of seats. Now you have two years worth of seats. Yeah. And not only that, the cost of shipping them over in the container went from you know $2,000 a container to $20,000 a container. No way. Ten times. Ten times. In no some way. cases, more because than ten of, times. Because of? Because they could. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it's a case where... You know, it's like gas prices. Yeah. They just I, did it because they could do it at the time. Yeah. People yeah. Were, because everything's going it. up. Because so. we would pay it. Yeah. And what are we going to say? Uh, we don't want, you know, any of those containers. Yeah. Then oh, what? Okay. Now you're now you're stiffing your supplier with a bunch of seats or bikes or whatever it is. They need to get rid of them. So the, the ocean freight company kind of has you. By the balls. Yeah. yeah. What? But then those prices get worked into the retail price of the bikes and, and everything else. And now everything's, you know, a lot more expensive than it was. So how much, mm. like how, can you give me an example of how much something cost pre-COVID yeah, versus after? I'll give you a great after. example. Like a 20-inch BMX bike, you can generally fit about 500 pieces in a 40-foot container, just a regular 40-foot container, mm-hmm. or even a tall HQ, whatever, either size, the tall one or the low one, 500, 550. Uh, your ocean freight, was about five bucks a bike mm-hmm. before all this. And then it went up 10 times. So that's about 50 bucks a bike. And every dollar that we pay on that end ends up, ends up about triple at retail. So that $45, $50 increase in ocean freight just added 150 bucks to the price of the bike. Yeah. You know, the, the customer, it- the retail customer's portion of that went from 15 to 150. Mm. Yeah. So now your $400 bike now it costs five hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Same bike. Same bike. Damn. Wow. And that. And, and you see that in complete bike prices. Yeah. I mean, they went sky high. And not only that, the bikes themselves went up about ten percent during all this. And on top of that, you pay the government eleven percent duty on the cost of the bike. So when the cost of the bike goes up ten percent, oh yeah. Now the eleven percent duty to the government is going up. Yeah. And then you're tacking on an extra forty-five dollars per bike in ocean freight. And now all of a sudden these bikes are extremely expensive. What does that mean for somebody like you? We'll be right back. Hey, sketch comedy fans. If you like unapologetically uncensored comedy, check out Instant Microwave Fuzz. Recorded every week, hot and fresh and straight out of the microwave. Unscripted jokes, uncensored guests. You're going to have a lot of outrageous improvised sketch comedy fun. You can find us on all the platforms under Instant Microwave Fuzz. Comedy made in an instant. I mean, that means that you 
either make the decision to you have to shrink your margin the bike shop's going to have to shrink its margin or you're going to sell direct to the end user um you know something's yeah. got to give somewhere and and, and so I, do you do you just eat half of that like so the 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 end user gets 150 dollars up charge i guess essentially so do you just eat half of that and well just... i mean in my mind prices did go up based on the ocean freight and the cost of the bikes the complete bike um cost but also you know i thought to myself the ocean freight's got to come down at some point so maybe we kind of average it out and it has started to come down mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as low as it was prior to all this yeah so i mean it's but you're seeing it in everything it's yeah. not just bikes yeah. it's everything yeah. yeah it's hard to yeah sometimes i feel like it's everything. hard it's hard to gauge that stuff you know mm -hmm. you're like you're like was it more expensive i can't fucking remember i don't have a spreadsheet of how much shit costs you know people but, get used to things really fast yeah it's crazy and then at the end you're like well, i don't have any fucking money a hundred dollars a hundred dollars for a tank of gas like broke my heart the first time now it's like can you put a hundred on sixteen? Yeah, you're like, wow, normal. Eighty-five, it's not, 85 like is cheap. it's not like your yeah. paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> just changes. It's not like your paycheck. Yeah, no, no everything's yeah. more expensive, but nobody's paycheck changes. Your paycheck didn't go yeah. up. Yeah. Everything that you're paying for went up. No, I, it's a I always, I always think that situations like COVID, you know, where it's like people brands can either make it or break it. You know, mm -hmm. the the brands that they overbought in 2019, and then all of a sudden they were able to fucking offload all this stuff at. at you know, no zero discount, you know, like, and, and sell things. And then, uh, and then now post COVID they brands ordered way too much. I think it's almost like, like a, a little way that's going to maybe unsaturate the industry because it's really going to, the people who aren't going to make it aren't really, if they can't make it through this, like, well, that's what I was getting to. Are there brands that you think that are probably, I mean, I always feel like we talk about brands going away, but they never actually do. Yeah. You know, like failure, I'm going to get an email later today. It's like failure bikes is back or something like that. Yeah, you know, like the coal's always still kind of yeah. going. That's going to throw some gasoline be, on it. You know, I don't want to be negative, but I, I think this next year, 2023 is going to be a rough year Yeah, for everybody. Just recession in general. Well, I just think everything we're talking about here, you know, the, the pricing going up, the freight going up there for for a while, and it's still it's still up quite a bit. You know, people panic purchasing now, sitting on all this inventory, having to house it. Mm -hmm. Now they're trying to blow it out, so everything's a blowout now. Yeah. And then some of these dealers don't they they're just blowing out everything. I mean, I can see blowing out stuff that's difficult to sell, but you've got dealers that are just blowing out stuff that they don't even need to blow out so you know, like certain stuff still sells really well and is people it's sought after but then other stuff is going to be a, a harder sell and during this you know panic purchasing by the brands what i'm talking about also happened with the bike shop so i think the you know a bike shop used to be a let's say they're a haro dealer they're a fit dealer um, they're, you know whatever and, th and now all of a sudden they can't get that stuff during covid so they just bring in a bunch of off-brand bikes some brand that's out there that doesn't you know have a team or doesn't do any marketing elite or mm -hmm. something yeah, yeah i mean that's what i was thinking yeah. um i'll say it i don't give that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. what is elite um, like a company nobody oh, knows about that second, gets in the bike shops? literally ricky rides <laughs> oh does he <laughs> yeah. oh well, there that is what's crazy in bmx there's <laughs> companies like that where you're like who the fuck owns that well, no, this, where do they this come from you know like during covid this happened i had a dealer pull into the parking lot in his in his big truck and i could see him out of my window and he was coming over to you know pick up some fit complete bikes yeah and he's got a whole truckload of those things oh so okay. i go down there and i go man what what are you doing what kind of fucking balls like, you got what, <laughs> well, I'm just like, what are these things why are you getting these things what, like what's the point 
And he said, oh, well, yeah, they're pretty much spec just like all the other bikes and they're way cheaper and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's like these, who are these people? Yeah. Why are you doing this? You know, and then he's got like 40 of them in the back of the truck. Where do they come from? Well, the the company must be near us because he went over and willpowered them, them yeah. and then came came. Mm. So he must yeah. be in Southern California. So I don't know anything They're about just this these. Company. I mean, I he don't just know. lowers his prices a little bit more than everyone else. Well, he's just he's a bike shop guy, and when a kid comes in and wants a BMX bike, he's just gonna sell him a BMX bike. Yeah, yeah. Which for me, that's the thing that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit is that if I were a bike shop, I would pick maybe three, four of my favorite brands yeah. and I'd go in hard with those four brands. Let the I'd kids put, get on cool shit and get them actually into BMX rather than some bullshit that's going to break and they're over it. Yeah, you don't want to go into the bike shop and have the bike shop feel like a swap meet. Yeah. You know, just all kinds of random stuff everywhere. Like it'd yeah. be cool if the riders had posters up and there were banners up and you had the full range of that particular brand's yeah. parts. Show them how cool it is. Like there's an image to it and marketing and right. there's life behind these brands. Like which... Elite, there's literally nothing behind it. I've right. never even heard at, of it. So I just good. was just curious. You know, so I just I just brought I just went on an offer up, typed in Elite BMX, like there you go. Two hundred two hundred and thirty bucks, brand new. Uh this yeah. one's this one's looks slightly used, hundred and sixty five bucks. This is all this is just local. They just look so terrible too. It's like, oh yeah. that's not what you want to be. I mean, there's always gonna be those style bikes, but they kinda ha they have the illusion to the to the person yeah. that doesn't know that like, look at this. Well, it's like, for me it's the difference but, of, you know, you go into yeah. like a you go into a van's mm -hmm. you know, shoe store and it's cool. Yeah. And you go into like a payless shoes. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of shoes. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Like, you know, I think bike shops should should aspire to being more like a van's shoe store support the lifestyle the lifestyle what it's all yeah. about exactly yeah. not not, not a payless pay is yeah, payless exactly. even around anymore i don't know if that's a thing. probably but there's little i know you're talking about little shitty shoe stores that yeah there's just it just could be anything it's, it's a like, great place for you know like people who really can't afford it that's awesome like I, you know they really will never get something but yeah they can get these shoes or that bike but a, a, so like a a brand like that, like a big Brox, I guess it's not even a big box brand. It's like a kind of just a dropship well, brand or something. So I'll, I'll tell you a funny story that happened like a few weeks ago. I go into this because I think the the retail end of it is is part of the problem mm -hmm. as well. You know, I feel like a lot of retailers just they want that money to just m magically appear in their in their store. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not having to do that much to make it happen they're just kind of sitting there mm -hmm. waiting for people to come in and give them money and then when they don't give them money they get kind of bitter and upset about it you know mm. and then they get upset that people are selling stuff mail order yeah. direct to their customers or they're selling to a source or to a dance comp or you know but the, if you're not house. doing anything with the retail there's yeah. no character there like you want to go into a shop because you like it people are hanging out there it's cool they'll fix your bike you hang out with the people there's like we're going to go ride the rail on the front or the yeah. the ramp Every, in the back it's, it's sd wheelworks. yeah, yeah. you want to yes. go into sd Wheelworks. like that's the yes. shop you want to go into. so anyway shops I into, like that i go into this unnamed mm -hmm. bike shop the other day and they've got a they've got one bmx bike complete bike and i'm not even talking about aftermarket parts because that's a whole nother yeah. i mean that's way beyond a lot of these shops like that's way outside their comfort zone mm -hmm. you know the frames the forks the bars the free coasters yeah that's way outside that's gotta world. be i mean it's these got, aren't that's shops gotta be really now i'm talking about like mom and pop shops you know I where know you would nothing go, about you would they, you know but a, a kid would go there with his parents and feel good about buying a bike they know the brakes are going to work 
Okay. They can bring it back in for service, et cetera, et cetera. So I go into this shop, one of these shops, you know, a regular bike shop, road bikes, mountain bikes, whatever. We've got one fit BMX complete bike in the rack. That's it for BMX bikes, just one bike. Mm-hmm. So I go in and I hadn't been in the shop in years. And I asked that guy, I go, hey, what, what's going on? Like, well, you've only got one bike out there. And he says, oh yeah, BMX bikes don't sell. I said, really? Like, not at all? He said, no, they, they don't sell at all. So I got to talk to him about that for a while, you know, which was, <laughs> like, which was yeah, a little weird, yeah. you know, but he's only got one bike. And so, well, you only have one bike and it's a full on street bike, four pegs, four piece bars. It's, you know, maybe you need a more entry level bike, like more of an all around bike, or maybe a trail style bike, or why don't you put a, an 18 inch, a 16 inch? Yeah. We should do some other bikes out here, you know, he said, oh, they don't sell. So he's just dead set on BMX bikes don't sell. So I got frustrated with him a little bit and I kind of walked over to the shop and I was going to talk to the mechanics and I noticed about 20 BMX bikes in boxes in the back. Brand, you know, they haven't even pulled them out of the boxes. And I asked that guy, I said, what, what's going on with these bikes? And he goes, oh, well, like you said, they don't sell. I said, well, they're never going to sell in the back of the warehouse in these boxes. You got to take them out of the boxes and build them up and put them out front. You know, and the guy said, oh, there's nowhere to put them. I said, well, there's an empty rack right there next to the other fit, next to the fit. And one of the shop guys goes, yeah, we, there was another fit there and it just sold a couple days ago. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the other guy, I thought they didn't sell. Like, and this guy said, one just sold a couple days ago and he's got 20 bikes in the back in boxes. Yeah. Take them out of the freaking boxes, build them up. Kids come in, they get stoked. They like the red one, the chrome one, whatever. He wants the the kid wants the bike, and then he tells his parents he saves up the money. Whatever. So being like, a retailer, you just, just need hold to put some effort into it. You yeah. Because so why said, would what, somebody go get that bike there when they could order mail order if there's no nothing now, there so for the, the thing pe- that comes person up to come in? I say to the guy, what you've like somebody that owns this shop or it was a chain of shops actually somebody that owns the chain of shops has paid for these 20 bikes or hopefully will at some point because some of them were ours yeah. um <laughs> it's why a whole do other you thing. even have them like why are you bothering to have these bikes you know yeah, and, and the guy says well if somebody comes in and wants one and tells us they want it we'll build it up for them why would they do that like, that's outrageous why would they drive to the shop to tell them that when they can go boop i want this Comes to my house. Boom. Don't even have to leave. It'll be here in two days. Yeah. Or, the, or, they, or they walk around the store minutes. and then they go, oh, okay, I'm out. And that's so it. that's where that could happen too. Yeah. One yeah. of the one of those options are not going to be like, you got any bikes in the back? Like sometimes <laughs> you don't have yeah. any BMX bikes in the front. Why would you have them in the back? <laughs> that's a great point though. Like as a retailer, you got to be like an SD I, Wheelworks. Have no, some I left have some shop. vibes. Have a good thing I, going on. I had on. like five shops on my list for that day, and and I did end up going to. a I don't think I did all five. I think I got to like four of them. But when I left that particular shop, and that just happened to be the, that was the second shop I went to that day. The first shop was a really good experience. Second shop was that one. And I, that was one of those visits where I definitely did more damage to like our company's <laughs> relationship with that shop than if I would have just not gone in there at all. Cause I ended up arguing with the guy, basically telling him he was out of his mind. Whatever though. Um, and then when hit, I left, hit him with I, left I was they, like, I yeah. was bummed. I was, I was kind of bummed. Yeah, he was obviously super anti BMX, so yeah, it's good to it's hear like, some shit. Like, you know how much work sell. goes into these bikes? Like yeah. coming up with the spec, 
right? Coming up with the colors, the graphics. Making it right for each kid or each person. Yeah, doing a whole, we have a whole trail geometry, you know, street geometry, a park geometry, 22-inch bikes, all these different bikes, you know, designed for different styles of riding. All the It's a catalog. Yeah, but he's got this one street bike right there. Like, this is BMX. If you don't want it, get out. Yeah, yeah. you have, like, smaller top tubes with, uh, you know, bars and crank lengths that correspond to the frame. And then as the bike gets bigger, the bars get bigger, the cranks get bigger. So much mm. work's going into all these bikes. And then these knuckleheads don't even want to take them out of the box, let alone explain any of that to anybody because they don't sell. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. – that's, that's kind of where we're at. Cart horse know, type that. thing or like a, you can't hold somebody's hand like that, you know. Like you ever thought about like having S&M retailers, like how Trek has Trek stores? Well, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those Trek stores are – that's a big problem for BMX too because when Trek buys your store, you know, Trek kind of gives you a bunch of credit and then you end up owing Trek a bunch of money and you can't pay Trek. And then Trek says, hey, you can't pay your bill. We'll just – kind of take over your store now that ends up being a trek store so that happens all the time what that's what happened i thought they just set up their own shop uh, they take existing shops and i'm not saying that's how they get all of them but they take existing shops and then they turn them into trek stores Mm. you never knew that yeah they're not going in and like just setting like an apple store there yeah there may be an apple store or starbucks kind of scenario happening but for the most part they take you know joe's bike shop that's been there since 1980 and then joe's bike shop becomes struggling yeah a track track store eventually and everyone forgets it was joe's yeah it's a track super maybe store that's now. what happened because i've just seen these track shops but i don't i never and seen when the it transformation becomes a track superstore they also can't order from their previous supplier so we lose we've lost dealers we lose dealers all the time to that so this guy what if you did, went into these shitty retail ones and been like well kind of help you out and s and retail just take them over we're we that's so beyond <laughs> us like, that's a great idea just be, i'd love to see just s and keep in mind track is like track is the largest bike company in the united states yeah did they offer to buy s and you know th- no it was uh it was specialized oh specialized but that was like 1990 oh okay all right. you know right. um 90 did you get any did you get any actual nothing. hot leads or anything nothing fucking eighty one thousand views in the last podcast somebody's like nobody's like fuck i want to deal with this guy every day i huh? mean we had people <laughs> hit us up just about you know yeah we want to buy s&m but it, they were just like Maybe like guys that tire kickers that used that worked in a bike shop or something yeah it was i mean i don't know if anyone knows what they would be purchasing yeah but no nothing really good came out of that i mean there were no serious offers there were no maybe real business people look at our industry and go oh man like these guys are working their butts off and they're not making any money that was something that's kind of what it is it's like we're working our asses off we're not making any money in their eyes the combination almost seems like if a business person tries to take over a bike company fails and if a a rider tries to make a bike company that knows not shit about business fails. It has to be this combination of someone like you who yeah. loves the business side and is a real rider. It doesn't work. You have to, because a businessman can never get S&M and do anything with it. Right. Because there's all of a sudden it just loses everything that it had. Right. Yeah. yeah they're going to they're gonna get, they're going to get the new, the new S&M video and be like, wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you got to be, you got to yeah. enjoy it because you have to be able to weather those storms. You have to be able to, you know, deal with the highs and mm-hmm. the lows. Yeah. 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 So right now we're in a, clearly we're in a big low, but for me, 
I'm, I'm riding more than I have in a long time and having more fun than I have in a long time. So that kind of pulls me through, but th- that's funny because the bike business is, you know, struggling, Yeah. but my personal biking experience is like yeah. better than normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you so really I'm love good. it. Now, next thing you know, you know, I blow out my knee and business is booming again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just focus on this now i'll yeah. just sell some stuff yeah when you truly love when you <laughs> no, truly I get it love though, you have yeah. like your you have your like verticals and when it's like yeah. when one's real high that can carry you even right. if it's not the you know like well, what, I, th- what, what yeah. I think's you know i think this year's going to be particularly tough for you know sponsorships mm-hmm. i think we're in for a, advertising I think we're in for a, oh yeah yeah <laughs> you're advertising yeah right yeah yeah, but events. like you said, though, when you really love something, it's like all these events disappeared during COVID, but it was like the most fun I've ever had riding because I just yeah. had to like be home again like a kid and it like sparked yeah. me up for something. And now contests are going again. I have like, you know, just as long as you love it, like the yeah. industry that you're in, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like you'll and just you're keep weathering good, the you're storm. In per, you're in a particularly good position compared to a lot of guys, you know? Well, I, yeah, I was just stating the fact kind of like of what you said, though. Like as long as you love your industry, you'll always be fine because you are you're you just love it. Like it right. doesn't matter if it's super shitty at the time because you're going to – you still are doing it, which is what right. matters. Yeah. Or you get these guys that are, you know, pro riders, but they're working too at the same time, yeah. you know? And in some cases, I think um, maybe loving riding more than ever because – now they get to take a break from doing I a regular that. job. I see that yeah. so much. Like look with, at Gary. You yeah. know, I see Gary this weekend at, at Claremont, and he, he's in there dealing with these guys with the park. You know, one guy comes in, and, and he's he's like, "Hey, Gary, what should I do next?" And Gary says, "Oh, well, why don't you tarp the flat bottom of the you know the skater cross course?" And the guy says, "What? Which flat bottom? Well, the one that's that gets all the water in it. You know, before the turn." Yeah. Okay. What tarp? Uh, it's like, like should i just do it no, he says, where's the tarp so gary says they're in the shed and then the guy's like which tarp whichever tarp's big yeah. enough yeah. to cover yeah. that i could oh, tell gary God. was just i mean he's yeah. nice and, yeah. you know he's like, nice. i would have been, i was about ready to tell the guy to yeah. beat it you know? <laughs> you're fired dude you just you're want fired. you want gary to do everything yeah. yeah but i mean it took five minutes for yeah. gary to stop doing what he was doing to tell this guy where to put the tarp you know but by the, t- the whole day of that yeah and then his... he gets in the bowl and rips. he's having more fun in the bowl yeah. than, he, than he would so, have. Yeah. Now going into my thirties, I have so many friends that were pro riders and their, you know, their career kind of ends around that time, but now yeah. they're working and that's where their money comes from. And I, they're loving riding more than that's ever. What it's I'm it's like this shift yeah. in the end, yeah. which is so good for the industry though, because now all these people are like adults riding for fun, not just like just right. kind of stressing out over that last paycheck. That's going to keep them floating. Like just, we should, we should cool get, see, it's cool to see that. We should get Gary in here to talk about this, but he, the first two weeks, like, cause he had to do a lot of like orientation stuff yeah. and like literally like the first day, I think he was like, I don't think I could fucking do this. Like literally he was no, like, I, he's I, never I had sat, a job like that. that sign up yeah. shack office thing at Claremont for yeah. a while with him because Stu Johnson was signing up, uh, you know, like Cole and he was signing up REA and I watched what Gary's dealing with in there and it was, it was mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, no offense to, you know, REA rides for S and M's great kid, 16. That was his first pro event. Um, but Gary was signing him up. You know, we we're paying for it. Yeah. Stu's got the credit card, and he asks Ari, "How do you spell your name?" You know, Ari Levinson. He asks Ari, "What? What's your birthday?" He didn't know his birthday. <laughs> 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 he didn't know his birthday. So, and Gary's like, "You don't know your birthday," you know. 
and it took him a minute, and finally he, you know, August fifth. Yeah. Uh, he seems pretty dialed. Yeah, maybe he just got nervous. Gary Young birthday. That's that's obviously yeah. that's what happened. Gary Young signed him in. He's like, what's happening? But Gary's, it's just thing after thing after thing. Yeah, and I was in there for like I said, I was in there for a while, and I watched the tarp thing. The kid that doesn't know his what birthday is your I mean, birthday, yeah. son. Yeah. Was, he he's he's we've had the conversation many times and he uh he says that the job is really rewarding and he loves that he he's really like he's, happy he's, he's still he's killing it with Claremont he, like every month yeah. Claremont is getting sicker but and he's sicker. the guy in there signing you up that seems crazy to me that there's not like a volunteer well there's there's a no, there, yeah there's a bunch of staff there's there's there is but Gary has a lot of hats too so yeah. he will sign you up and he will fix the tarp and he does yeah. all this because yeah. the employees are getting paid shit so yeah he kind of has to hold these hands no, i get it any I'm, good any good help's probably gonna be like yeah i'm not working for Claire. He, he loves the, the thing he loves the most is that he feels like he's having a positive impact on bmx and really within is. the scene no. and it's like and that's like he's like you i'm know, still like, involved i'm getting so. aggravated talking about the tarp guy and <laughs> not knowing his birthday gary is loving it yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he was just kind of well actually i think the tarp guy might have probably got under his skin a tiny tiny bit but getting under gary's skin isn't like like getting under our skin yeah you know yeah i feel like you're uh your uh bullshit meter is 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 a little less yeah, tolerable than right. guys yeah so yeah he'll just have fun with you yeah you know and and he was but you know my point is that if you're able to you know work a job still keep some of your pro rider benefits it, you're gonna have a lot more fun you know, riding your bike after you get off work, like you said, doing some normal job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of that happening next year. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, what? Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, but at the same time, it, it's a huge stress reliever for people to have financial stress gone, and you know, working some other thing, so they can just when they're riding, it's just peace and meditation. Yeah. The riding for a job thing fucks with people, man. Some people, I know. most people can't handle it. And it's almost like better, just like damn. You should. and when you take it to that some next people level, really can some people can not. You take it to that next level, and you know you get the Red Bull helmet on when you show up to the skate park, and you Ooh. look like, all right, I'm a pro, but you'd feel weird not being pro. And then... I can't even imagine. I mean, if you got that helmet on, yeah. I know with Hucker it was like that. You know, you've got that Red Bull helmet on. When when Hucker stopped wearing the Red Bull helmet, I saw like so much joy that's what i mean come back to him it was just like you know he right. lost that check like he but he exhaled. was like fuck man i just have a black helmet on now at the trails i'm not right. that guy anymore right that's what sergio, that's riding, what like, sergio said guy too. still you know? i know yeah. and then that, tyler had that problem so too, that takes the red like bull 15 problem. minutes People, you know and then he just ends up being the red bull guy anyway exactly with a black helmet it's even cooler on s&m <laughs> yeah what sure. uh what is your kind of advice for people within the industry for the next year or two like i feel like you've been through the lows you've been in this yeah. for 35 years you started in a low i started in the lowest yeah. of the low well the yeah like by 1990 it was just dead yeah dead, so dead. what is the uh what's the the old wise statement or advice you have i mean you just gotta you just gotta have fun with it yeah you know but as far as the business goes if you have a bunch of employees and overhead and stuff like that yeah you're gonna have to make ends meet i mean i'm always big on looking for whatever kind of program i can you remember last time i was in here we were talking about um getting that uh loan for the building oh yeah you remember with yeah. the uh, native american mm. heritage and all that you know mm-hmm. i'm always find them loopholes scheming finding them yeah so i've been doing a lot i've been doing a lot of that (laughs) ever since covid i've been doing a lot of that so there are some good things going on out there you know for people in business whether you're 
having a unprofitable year following some profitable years, you know, you can kind of refile your taxes, your federal income taxes based on, um, you Projection. know, losing money and then going back and getting some of those taxes you paid back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's employee retention tax credits work. It was, I worked that angle, the, the whole payroll protection program that that's going on. There's yeah. a lot of things out there that the government's doing to help businesses through this time. Cause they know it's, it's rough. Yeah. But as far as BMX specifically, I think, um, I mean, the retail end of things just kind of needs to be addressed. Um, That's a cool point because I, you know, until you started. I mean, at what point? At what point do we? We have SD Wheelworks, so we're like, oh, all retail is sick, but that's our shop. So this isn't a a popular statement. Probably won't get me any friends. But like, at what point do you go? Hey, the (laughs) like the IBDs and independent bike shops as like a whole are failing there's obviously bright spots like sd wheelworks and epic mm-hmm. and, and stuff and right. stuff like that pusher there's a lot yeah. of good empire ones, but, but they're yes. yeah they all have their they Those all have their spots core but like, core dealers and they seem to do great but you know north yeah. Co- north county doesn't have a bike shop but riverside doesn't have a bike shop like there's oh, all these like, larry's great, in riverside he does good yeah, there's larry's yeah okay so stacked okay all right. Secret. I mean, secret, fine. Yeah. Fuck. Four shots. Sorry, fuck, but fuck. Just, just want to tell. <laughs> no, but like, when, when does, when does BMX as a whole go? Like, all right, fuck it. We'll just sell it on Amazon too. Because, uh, because yeah, no you can, fi- because yet. you can find bike parts on Amazon. There's just like, but not scrupulous. good ones. Not yeah. really. There's the. I, I don't think I, any brands. I don't think any respectable brands why, are selling on Amazon. Why not? I mean, I think first of all, I think you're going to get so many returns you're not even going to make any money so maybe you move a bunch of stuff on amazon but i think half of it gets returned when the kid gets bored and they have that return policy because the return's so good with them yeah mm. they're going to return it and then you're going to your account's going to get charged back mm. you're not going to make you got to deal money. with so much shit you're not going to make any money okay. anyway Okay, and then the, the whole market's just going to be flooded. I, I think typed in, whole, I typed in BMX know, and the first thing was an elite. It's kind of like a traffic jam right now of, of just product, you know, out yeah. there. And eventually it'll, yeah, eventually it'll clean itself out. It might just, it'll just take a while. Yeah. You know, what about, so I was in Walmart yesterday and I was looking at the BMX bikes and I know everyone's always like, if your shit's in Walmart, it's whack. But why would it be whack if there's a dope little S&M in there and a nice little fit? Is it how come you guys haven't done that? I know Haro was always like, we don't want to do it, and I've always been like, why not? What's the problem with it being in Walmart? Because then there, all of a sudden, there's a sick BMX bikes that kids can get, and your company's gonna go. Because yeah, maybe is there a I problem? Don't I, don't, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they'd be too thrilled with our margins. Yeah, first think, of all, and their prices would be too high. So you couldn't get the price down to that little shitty bike that's in there. No, I mean when you go into Walmart, you know, you've so got, cheap. You got oh. Hyper, yeah, Mongoose. Mm-hmm. Um. No, it should but, be Schwinn, maybe, I think. Yeah, maybe. Schwinn, right. Yeah. You and, like, all those target. bikes, so you could Schwinn hit with a target. hammer and, like, break, but I guess the little kids buying them for yeah, but that's 130 just, bucks don't care. Yeah, that's mm. just the market there. So they, yeah. they cherry-pick stuff. I don't know. So that's the problem, is getting the bike I, to the cheaper price. I, I mean, I think our, our um, model has always been to sell to legitimate bike shops. You know that know how to build the bike properly, know how to maintain the bike properly, and then in in the really good case of like an empire, yep. there's a scene there. Everything that you were talking about earlier, I think that's okay. kind of always been our model. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the the Walmart, Target. I mean, you go in there, the, the forks are on backwards. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. bike is. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that bike is a hundred and seventy nine dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different. That's a whole different scenario. And I've heard and I've heard basically that like through hyper 
essentially that Walmart is a bully as well. Uh, that like, hey, your margins too, your price is too high. You have to fucking lower the price, or just like, you know, and it's like stuff like that where it's okay. like, all right, we're making fucking six bucks, you that know, like stuff like that. That, yeah, that answers like, the question, you just... know, like off of off of selling, but they sell however many fuck ton of bikes, so they make money. Yeah, you know, like I right. don't know. If, I but... mean, in in my opinion. You just don't want to make a shitty enough bike that even gets in there. So what's the point? Yeah, not yeah, really. Like, like I don't even want to go asked, down. I, I don't even yeah. want to be down in that. I don't even like okay. being in the you know sub four hundred dollar like? price point. Really cool. That makes, um, that's a good answer. And but um, if if you don't have people out there that are able to to sell your product, then you know you're selling it yourself, or or it's always showing up in a box, and the rider's going to have to build it themselves, and they're going to have problems with it. So I don't know. I think in a perfect world. These shops would just stop carrying a bunch of weird, whack brands. Yeah. And they would just focus on core brands that have, you know, good products and have a wide range of parts and accessories. And they have teams and they sponsor events mm -hmm. and just core brands, not, you know, all these just weird brands. Um, but that's what, a, what that a, would be in a perfect. That scenario. is. Yeah. But that's the perfect way to do it because then the retailer gets to deal with genuine BMXers who mm -hmm. care instead of these shitty companies that they have no relationship with. And right. I feel like those are the retail shops that are going to die because they're and just probably selling, aren't, selling bullshit. And probably don't have good customer service. You know, if somebody buys a fit complete bike and has a, and they buy it from their local bike shop and they have a problem with it, they can call us Yeah, and we Fix can help it. them. Good. We got a guy that just does that. Mm -hmm. You know, if they call, you know, brand X, they hit that guy, that doesn't, ha they don't have a guy. That brand is a one guy. Like, works I don't know. This, works out yeah. in his house. And once he unloads those 30 bikes to the guy in our parking lot, <laughs> that guy's on his own. Yeah, there's no you number know? to call. Oh, he got them cheap. He's going to get a good margin, whatever. Um, but that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. That 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 seems like part of the part of the problem to me. But. Yeah, I didn't even think of that until today. That makes um, sense. Circling back to kind of the, the Velo seat example, like... Uh, the person that was telling me the info recently was also saying that brands are kind of doing like BOGO, like like buy one, get one oh, type yeah. stuff and, and kind of racing to the bottom and discounting stuff because they yeah. do have so much stock. How is how is that? Well, I mean, you get to a point where you've got X amount of dollars in inventory, mm -hmm. you know, maybe in the millions for some some brands um, and you don't have any cash. Yeah. You don't have any money in the bank. So how are you going to pay your employees? How are you going to pay your suppliers? Yeah. How are you going to pay your team riders? How are you going to pay anybody? Unless, do they want a seat? <laughs> like, can you imagine the pro riders? And I was like, oh man, what, what are you getting? Uh, 60 seats a month. <laughs> That's the new deal. Like, we'll turn you pro, you get 60 seats a month. <laughs> You know, it's a new oh, currency. Yeah, like, like like cigarettes in prison or something. You know, everyone's just going to get paid in seats. Way too many seats. Yeah, way too many seats. Or, from what or just, I hear, that's actually uh, a valid. Like, a, there are so many seats that that's actually well. It's not just seats. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And then last time you were in here, you're like, if you yeah. need stuff, stock yeah, up. Yeah, you gave bad info. Then. No, you said that stock wasn't up. Bad info. <laughs> wasn't wasn't a bunch of your guys like, all right, Moeller, so like buy, I need four frames and <laughs> this. So and did that. you buy it? Like, um, did you overbuy? I guess. Oh yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. How much shit are you sitting on? A ton. Like millions? Yeah. Wow. But I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, but you have like the fortitude and the, the, at well, least. Well, luckily we have the credit 
with yeah. the bank and we have assets that we can borrow against if mm -hmm. we need cash if but a lot of people bad. that don't like if you you know if you're if you're renting your building mm -hmm. can't borrow against it yeah you can't borrow against inventory yeah banks don't want to loan you money on inventory because they know that that <laughs> all right i'll trade you three seats for because you could say that it's all current and you're definitely going to sell it but they don't buy that yeah so yeah. really they are they're only going to loan you money against fixed assets mm -hmm. real estate equipment stuff like that we have that so we have credit so we can remain you know liquid enough to keep everything rolling but um i don't so, think everybody weather in, the storm yeah i don't yeah. think everybody's in that in that boat so if you don't have those a lot of companies are just people against. renting a warehouse and that's it yeah so now you have to do you have to turn that you know like they say you got to you got to turn well you got to turn the inventory into cash I a funny question because you last time you talked By about how you got necessary for yeah. some people yeah. and that's why they're you know like some of these shops you know i was talking to tom at empire the other day and he just gets real annoyed with all these retailers because they're blowing out everything mm -hmm. and a lot of times they're blown out like i said earlier they're blowing out stuff they shouldn't blow out because they don't really know they just think oh bmx gotta blow it out right now but they're blowing out stuff that everybody wants like something you can't find mm -hmm. mm. they've got it and now they're blowing it out they're selling when you say everything. when you say retailer, you mean like who like a well like, like a, mail orders. Oh, mail order. Okay, that's what I was. You know, okay. um, you know, like you know, not to throw just one particular guy under the bus, but um, you know, like Time to Shine is a good mail order for stuff like race stuff or whatever. And the S and M Steel Panther, Chrome, they would ride. A, they would ride a lot of money if they could pay me. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a good they're a good dealer of our stuff. But the other day, they're blowing out the the, the S and M Steel Panther race frame, which is like, yeah, it's crazy. Like you can't get one of those right now, and they're they're they've got it on sale, huh? Yeah. And then Tom at Empire is looking at stuff like that, and well, what is going on? Because they're not these are people that aren't really paying attention, or maybe they're just trying to catch your attention by not only having something nobody else really has, so it, but they're putting it on sale. Yeah, is a mail order, is a mail order like that a big a, a a big buyer because like I Dennis probably doesn't even know who Time to Shine is. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, yeah, like, he's a, he's a pretty good buyer and from what yeah. I've heard. Like with some brands, he he's really you know like I've heard with DKs, he's really big with DK and their brands that they do. Okay. Um, yeah, where they just, do Verde or something. Supposedly, he's a pretty good dealer with quite a few people, and he's a decent dealer with us too. Okay, so um, this must be like a Midwest. Yeah, I, I was. I had yeah, a fun, it's I had more a, East Coast actually. I think. DK, you're saying Verde, right. like Ohio. I think maybe or something. he's in Illinois or something. Okay, okay, cool. Um, as far as like brands going out of business, you think that's going to actually happen, or you think that's like no? I, I it, mean, I don't think so because you know, being in business, it's, it's so easy to be considered in business. You know, yeah. being in <laughs> business could be just you could just be by yourself in your house with a computer. Yeah, and and a, and like a. Uh, Shopify site. Now you're three in business. stems. Yeah, you're in business. <laughs> Got to get rid of these three stems. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're maybe in a different boat because we've got you know a lot of employees and you know we've got a whole thing going on. But I don't think anyone. I don't think brands necessarily are going to disappear because you can. It could just be me. Yeah. You know, in my home office. Yeah. And just wait till it starts booming again. Yeah, it doesn't have to be you know thirty employees warehouses manufacturing facility overseas you know stuff worldwide distribution everything that snm and fit is now it doesn't have to be all that mm -hmm. it could just be you could be looking at snm and fit right here like this could be it yeah yeah and i could go out in the van and that could be the office yeah yeah, yeah. right like that yeah. could be it 
So I don't think good... any I don't think any brand is going out of business, but um, they might have to change the way that they do business. Understandable. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Like the crazy giant overheads would just have to shrink down eventually because you take a company like Fast and Loose and you know say what about or how would they do in this time it's like well they're fine they have no yeah. overhead they run out of a garage right. it's all just like yeah. the, the, the homies doing it they're not like they've got some royalties yeah. coming from so like you could bring it all the way down to that small yeah. and be like well they're fine because yeah. they have no overhead they, they, got they their... have no overhead and they're getting royalties from mm-hmm. a couple brands they're selling t-shirts and you know and vans is paying for all their travel yeah stay small and growing small yeah, and doing it right it. yeah they're killing it they're 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 in a great spot, but they're mm-hmm. not, you know, Josh isn't coming into a, an office mm-hmm. every day with $5,000. Yeah, he's got his laptop. Rent yeah. And laptop and vans else. and garage. Right. And yeah. nobody's, you know, the guys aren't, you know, Chris isn't hounding them for his check. <laughs> exactly. Every two weeks. Like, where's my check? Yeah. I was killing the bull at Claremont. Where's yeah. my check? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's not there. Yeah. It's cool to see companies like that where you're like, they're going to be fine no matter what. Van you got, and go to, yeah. You know Idaho, yeah, and ride some skate park. Yeah. You know they're loving it. Yeah, so gas money, and they're like, Shoo-wee. but you know, is that a company or is that's a brand? Yeah, true. It's a crew. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like a crew. That's it's the thing when you turn it into the company. That's where you have risk. You oh, know, when, when you, you turn it into the company, where you're like, you know, morning, Chris. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and they're you got the time clock and yeah, check into the thing. Yeah. Right. And you're like, mm, I don't know, man. Maddie's been late. Like, you know, Maddie's been late three yeah. days this week. Yeah. You know, now now it's a company. Yeah. I don't know. It's a brand. It's a crew. What? Uh, Maybe. That's a good point. Brand and crew compared to company. It's a huge, you know, there's a there, that's right. a big then, difference on like risk factor right. when times are tough or not. And is that, you know, old model of, you know, company in the strict sense, is that on its way out? For us, it can't really it can't be on its way out because we make stuff. We physically make it. Mm-hmm. Like somebody has to open the warehouse door. The truck has to show up with all the tubing and then dudes have to cut it and bend it and weld it and take it to the paint shop. Like we can't just, you can't do that remotely. Mm-mm. Like we can't just be in a van. We got to be in a building yeah. making stuff, you know, but there, there, there I think are, that's an advantage in this market. I would assume. It, you know what? It, it actually, seems like it. You have a great point because the imported stuff, I think the brakes have gone on that and all the brands that are that do that exclusively, which is the majority of, which is all the brands. It just seems like it's like a faucet where you like go to turn it yeah. on and sometimes there's nothing. You go to turn it on and then all of a sudden it just hits you in the face, you know, like it and that's like hard Like with to, the inventory, yeah. the, the supply. Yeah. And if you have cool ideas and you want to do something fast, like, you know, I'm talking about REA Levinson a minute ago, not knowing his birthday. Mm-hmm. He just got his own colorway of a new ATF XL, like a the name bigger of it, frame. The name of it is actually his birthday, August 5th, 19th. <laughs> it probably should be, yeah. No, he just got a colorway of the ATF XL frame, and we were able to like put the whole that thing. Purple. Put that purple. Yeah, it was it a sick purple. It's funny, so that it, it's, funny, it's funny that you're talking about that because I was literally looking at it. It's like, like the best looking bike purple. I've seen in a yeah, long time. It was just cool. The, like the matte purple with all the black parts it looks yeah. so good but we were able to put all that together and actually make it happen pretty quick like mm-hmm. within a couple months because yeah we it's can, not like oh in two years you'll we'll get this for mm-hmm. you which a lot of companies are dealing with right now oh yeah you know like you want to do a matte purple you know signature frame with haro you good do luck. new graphics it's like eh, well we'll start now in a year and a half we maybe see them so you're pretty right crazy. about the american-made stuff and yeah. that's we've seen that stuff 
like continue to like flourish yeah where the imported stuff the complete bikes all the stuff that um everyone else is dealing with that seems like the brakes have gone on it but yeah, yeah the american-made stuff that's why it was so weird that you got people blowing out american-made yeah stuff you're like you're not no even need. thinking are you no. yeah or like you said really... they were just trying to get attention like right. like in their like sale over everyone else's yeah just trying to like create a buzz mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and get mentioned on the yeah, it's nice you're diversified. So when the, the import stuff gets weird, you're just like, boom, we'll just do right. American made. So anyway, yeah, I think it's a tough time in the in the industry for sure. But uh, you know, there there there's always ups and downs, and you just that's what I was going to ask. Is there any bright spots? You just power like, through it. I assume this is a, this isn't an issue that's limited to just BMX. I assume it's cycling and I, other yeah, industries would, as well. I would have, yeah, so I think it is. Not, to, not to be all doom and gloom about specifically BMX. Yeah, right. it's just life right now after yeah. COVID. Even the grocery store, you're like, fuck, that was expensive. Yeah, I mean, the bright <laughs> when you go spot get a few is bags like, of the stuff. riding, is, it doesn't affect the riding. Yeah. That's the bright spot. Yeah, yeah people yeah. are always going to kill it. BMX will yep. always keep going because people just love to ride so bikes. Much, That's the bright spot. Fun. That yeah. is that is valid, hundred percent. And there's more places to ride bikes than ever. Yeah, I see more people like, riding yeah. than ever. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. as many people participate in things like they used to, but more people ride than ever. Yeah, I think so too. As far as my little generation of riding, you might be like, no, the '80s. Everywhere you went, you saw a bike on the roof or whatever. When you're telling us those stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When racing was like whew, the biggest thing Bowed. in the world. But the bright spot is that riding bikes is fun, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, last podcast, a, a part of the big conversation was you. You were looking to not deal with the minutia bullshit of like responding to Instagram comments, and, right? And you get back to like focusing on the stuff that only you can do. And has that? It's right. Been, it's has how long has it been since the last podcast? Jeez, it's been close half. to two years. Yeah, it's the middle of COVID. Have, have you like. have you improved? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I'm working more from Colorado now than I am from California, so I'm not all that's a done deal. Mm. You know, I got my own spot that I ride by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just out there by myself. So, yeah, I don't have... It's funny because in the podcast, you're like, I'm I'm, I'm moving back to California. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I, I did. Like, <laughs> I did. But then then we decided COVID to just flip got worse, it again huh? yeah. and, and do... And our girls did are doing third grade out there. And it, it was funny because after that visit I had with you guys before, remember I was selling that house mm -hmm. and I was going to take... I was going to take that money from the sale of that house that I bought with the money from the Gatorade commercial. Remember that whole story? <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to take the money from the sale of that house and I was going to buy more warehouse space mm -hmm. for the business, like around Santa Ana and do that. So I looked around because you had to do it within a few months for the, this what's called Capital a 1031. Games. Yeah, it's called yeah. a 1031 exchange where if you sell something that was a rental and you buy something that's a rental, then you don't pay any taxes on the profit. But yeah. if you don't, you pay up to like 40% of the, 37% yeah. of the profit from, you know, I bought it for 300 and sold it for 1.2 million. So 900,000, I would have paid almost 40% of 900,000 in tax. Yeah. That's like 400, 400 grand, grand in tax. Yeah. That's insane. The They're like, nah, don't put this in your bank account. You got to put it back into something. Basically, so, they fuck you over. So that I bag. wanted to put it into another similar property, which would have been a industrial rental, which I would have rented back to S and M mm -hmm. in Santa Ana. Couldn't find anything, and it, I think I had ninety days to do it. I couldn't find anything. Was everywhere looking for How a stressful. warehouse. Yeah, couldn't find anything. So towards the end of it, I told my wife, "I I can't find anything." I said, "You you have at it." And so she bought eighteen acres in Colorado on a river I with a with a that. pond. Dude, I saw that. And then she, it's it's uh, it's what's called a um, 
agricultural property, so mm-hmm. there's no property tax on it at all. She has a pumpkin patch out there, which we did our first harvest this year. So we grow pumpkins. Then she has the event. People come. She's got a bouncy house and, you know, whatever. Like, you guys so, oh, like, like you literally like, have a pumpkin patch. We have a pumpkin patch, which which actually <laughs> took a lot of work and a lot Melissa's of money. Melissa's pumpkin to, like, patch? Hell yeah. Because you have to, like, cut the rows. Got a little farm. Plant it. You have to bring water in, water it, fence it so the deer don't eat them. And we did the whole thing. And then we had our first, you know, harvest. And she did her first pumpkin event. That's adorable. It's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's sick. But all I, all, oh, I'm sure, all yeah. I said was adorable. Not like, sick. I couldn't get a warehouse. She got 18 acres on a river mm-hmm. that's agricultural, so there's no property tax. I mean, this is outrageous. Yeah, how good this is because yeah. property tax on 1.2 million would be you know 12, 13 grand a year. Yeah, so that's. That's a lot. Annoying. Yeah. 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 It's a thousand bucks a month for mm-hmm. what? Just having a big field. Just burning Thousand dollar yeah. a month yeah. field. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. she gets around that with the pumpkin patch, and then I Damn. and then I was down there. And smart. I was down there in the corner, Loopholes. and I just said, "Oh wait, so hold me. on." I just I just connected the dots. That's if you didn't why. have the pumpkin patch, you had to pay property tax. Well, or you have to fence it and bring cattle in, or okay, you got so to do something. So you guys you were could, like, "All right, we'll do the pumpkin patch. Is what we can manage." Like you could grow hay, Melissa. You're smart. Yeah, and she had to really sell it to the to the people yeah. to get that approval yeah. because that's kind of unusual. Yeah. Normally it's just cattle. Yeah. So you just, so you pumpkin, just, well, pumpkins and you dirt fence jumps. it, you bring yeah. some, you, you write a lease to some rancher. He lets his cattle come out, eat all your hay, yeah. your grass. He, they eat the grass. And then at the end of the season, he puts them in the truck and takes them out. And then you're agricultural, but I didn't want to deal with all the barbed wire and fencing and blah, blah, blah. So she just, she was like, you know, pumpkins and yeah. she wanted to do a pumpkin patch anyway. Just for her town, because in that tiny town, they didn't have one. So mm-hmm. now they have a pumpkin yeah. patch, which kids love. I mean, look at the one on the side, right by the YMCA, by the mm-hmm. like by the skate park over there, off the five. There's that huge one. Oh, coming that? North County? Yeah. North County yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have, a few, we have a few, yeah. few huge ones. There's one right by Sweetwater Park, too. Okay, yeah. maybe that's where I saw it But the other day. But they didn't have one in this town. So she's got that going. She wanted to do it anyway. And then all I wanted was like her to get me like just like get me this corner i need this corner over here so i can have a a dirt spot yeah and i got the corner and that you saw corner is pretty built. massive dude that line looks so I like fun corner, yeah i mean it's, it's a like nice maybe, corner of dirt it's jumps, maybe dude. an acre and a half or something That's but i'm so this nice. spring i'm gonna expand it a lot but so do you guys have a house on the property no too? you guys where do you how far do you guys we live, live probably like maybe four miles away oh not bad then yeah that's know. just right outside of town okay and that's where we had the big event. And that's the event cool. was, I mean, you, you saw yeah. the video. Yes. The, the, the we want to talk about so that good. video eventually. Yeah. But the event looks so fun. Like yeah. you said, you didn't even really hit people up. It was kind of just word yeah. of mouth little thing. And some people just showed up. Like, Are you going to do it again next year? I think we're going to do it in July. I want to come out to yeah. that. It looks yeah. so fun. You can just camp on the land. Camp and, there. Oh, I'm coming, man. It, it I can't was wait. so good. You got a river in your backyard, dude. The river goes through it. Yeah, the river goes through the thing. Oh my god, it looks That's insane! So Do you see the aerial shots? Yeah, my buddy. Yeah, I was like, with the, "Are you serious? This is the place you got out there. It looks so the sick." And the jumps, commercial. the jumps are so legit too. They're not, <laughs> That's the, the Gatorade commercial is Hold now. Was like the the wheeling through the, the uh, rhythm section, the manuals through yeah. the rhythm section have now turned into a pumpkin patch. Turned and some into trails. a pumpkin patch and uh, and some trails. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it took what did it take 25 years but just 25 years to happen good decisions yeah well that was melissa's call i would have just bought a big concrete box in santa Ana, but didn't you luckily so did, there wasn't any available because yeah. this is way better way better and last time i saw you guys we were moving back to california and then you know after all this we were like oh now we're going back to colorado yeah but well, yeah. now you have Colorado and yeah now we're now you have a spot in San Clemente too right San Clemente yeah so you just come out here for weekends well we're here this week to yeah go to um, my dad's house in Fallbrook for Thanksgiving yeah Yeah. so you can just come out here you come out for business all the time I come out like every four or five weeks yeah so what's your what's your day to day at for S&M like is well, there... my my daily routine is pretty much the same. You know, I pop up six thirty. I got to help get the girls ready. I take them to school or take them to the bus stop, and then I come back to the house. You know, work on the computer. Um, if it's rideable, I'll take off down to the spot for a couple hours and sweep, maintain water a little bit, and ride, and then head back to the house, do some more work, and then by three thirty, go pick the girls up and bring them home. Scream and yell at them while I try and do a few emails, and then that's a day. <laughs> Don't touch that. Don't oh, touch that. Them, go down, hit the ramp. I got a little mini ramp in the barn, so I go down, hit the ramp in the barn. And that then, was in uh, the video too, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. At 4 a.m. <laughs> that's sick. It was wild. Yeah, uh, so by the time this podcast comes out, the video will be out, you're saying? It's dropping Yeah, video right? comes out uh, Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. So. Cool. Oh, and this, cool. this podcast will probably come out next week after yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, I'm video. I love it. It's called a radical vacation. When Stu sent it to us, I was like, 48 minutes. Is this right? And right. I, I, I didn't want to put it down. No. I was like, when it ended, I was like, that was so... It was like props... 2022 yeah because it's stew. stew killed it with that man stew and he yeah. also we haven't talked about he killed it with the dirt video you guys made too oh yeah dirt rules that was i haven't seen you since then i went to text you but i don't and have I, your number anymore yeah you had the i had the, the i changed my number uh I thought you but that had a lot to do i think with the spot too because when i went out to clint's house last october yeah you even said everyone should have a compound and in then, the video. then we then we did oh yeah. everyone should have a compound if you can make it happen from a yeah. gatorade commercial <laughs> yeah. is that happen. where you got yours yeah, Gatorade commercial. Actually, same thing. Is that right? No. Rockstar. Did um, you ride for Gatorade for a minute? No, I'm thinking nah, of Christian. Nigel, Nigel dating and a bunch yeah. of the homies around the float. He rode for, rode for beef jerky. That's what I it was. Ride for beef jerky? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Stu. Yeah. What a, what a, a pillar of, of yeah. BMX. Lucky. We're lucky just, to have him. We are yeah. lucky to yeah. have Stu in yeah. BMX. He kills it. Um, and he hasn't done a podcast with us. That's I know. Gotta, it's funny it. because... He, it, he said... He, I just took him to the airport yesterday. He's been out here all week and, and he went home yesterday and he did mention that there was a possibility he might be on here someday. We yeah, were just talking you know. to him about it. He's always here doing so much work that we feel bad hitting him up because yeah. he's just... He's well, always because it was it was separately. I talked to him. I talked to him on my own, and then you st- you put it in the text message to him. The group. I mean, message can we, we get him to sit like, somewhere for two hours and not be working? He might yeah, start filming true. us. <laughs> <laughs> he might. Well, or he Stu, might. you are not the assistant. Yeah. To sit down. He might be oh, editing. Man. Yeah, he might be editing while he's talking to it's you. It's the guy who does the best interviews in BMX. We yeah, got, we yeah. get to interview him. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's it's always like you know. Man, how do these people? How does he get them to say that that crazy stuff? They go because he tells them what to say. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does feed them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if they're struggling, no, yeah, yeah. If they're struggling, he'll help them through. But he makes he makes some good videos. What is Stu's role at S and M now? It seems like he's taking well, over a lot know, of he, projects. He, yeah, mm. he did a lot of work with us back in uh, like maybe 2012. You know, right around uh, remember Holy Fit. Mm-hmm. He made Holy yeah, Fit. Yeah. Okay. And then after. Shortly after that, he got that X Games gig, mm-hmm. the real that for a while, and that that just had him as a year long locked thing. up yeah, for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and then that eventually wound down. 
So that the future of that remains to be seen right now. It's not happening. Yeah. So then he became kind of available again. If anybody, I have sponsor, I have ideas if anybody wants to sponsor them. But. Oh, for the real street yeah. or real dirt, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole X Games. Well, supposedly somebody's buying X Games as well. Yeah, I th- that, fuck, that was supposed to be in the news last month. I heard yeah. somebody was buying Still some, news. some, some new guy, yeah. like some new guys buying X Games going to fire it all back up again. Yeah, they uh, they had a press release. Oh, they did? Yeah, they had a press release. I just so, heard it. But. Yeah. So anyway, since then, we've been working more and more with Stu. Melissa loves working with Stu. Uh, the writers love working with Stu. I love working with Stu. He's, he, I mean, he's just a professional. What? So that's, what does that mean? Like, uh, because I, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, I feel like Canode's podcast discusses like having a job in the industry. And mm-hmm. it's like, what makes Stu such a viable like employee or, or somebody you want to work well, with I, I mean, versus, I, like, versus other videographers that can be difficult? Yeah, I think, um, Stu's work ethic is like Sorry. second to none. That's a fact. I yeah. mean, I got, he he had his editing stuff set up right outside my bedroom door for the last week, <laughs> and I'd pop out there at six thirty. He'd be editing. Yeah, at six thirty in the morning, and he'll sit there and edit till midnight if he has to. Wow. So his his work ethic is second to none. I think working for Marco at Props. I don't know if you knew Marco. He Marco was was very physical. With he me. was tough to he work. Beat me up. He was tough to work for. Um, so Stu probably, you know, got sort of on the right track there mm-hmm. early on. Um, Stole the microphone though. Who did? Stu. From in the Marco? call in the Colorado video, you, you put could, clear, you could clearly tell there's two S M stickers. Because he's gonna have Marco. Marco's <laughs> gonna want the, the microphone back. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, I get in trouble. Marco would come trying to I get l- that. I back. was like looking at the video. I'm like, that's definitely the fucking props microphone. Wow, like, <laughs> so legit. He just went boom sticker on top of it. Maybe he got that as you know, like a bonus or severance. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love working with Stu. Yeah. Um, Stu's also got that vibe of you. Like, it doesn't matter what BMX is doing. It's ups or downs. He just loves it so much, and he's, yeah. he sticks with it. Yeah. He's, he's just – he loves it. So he's there. He's part of the industry forever. Yeah, and he, like. you know the thing is, I guess, that uh, he is is very realistic about the financial end of he it. He understands it. He yeah. understands that um, there's not a lot of money there, and if, if he's going to make money off of it, if anyone's going to make money off of it – they need to save money wherever possible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. he's been doing this as long as anybody, and he's still, you know, he's sleeping at my house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't expect the Hilton on an S&M trip. He doesn't expect the fancy hotel. You know, he's trying to couch surf wherever possible. I mean, he needs- And he has fun with it. That's the thing, because he loves it. I mean, I know yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. What he does is not easy. He never bitches. He never bitches. Never bitches about anything he, he going on. he does not waste money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just every decision he makes is, is going to be- solid you why know? would you buy a new microphone when you got an snm sticker just yesterday go. when i dropped you know? him off at the airport you know he was like well there's no auxiliary cable in the van he's been in the van for a week there's no <laughs> cable to plug in and the, the antenna got ripped off so there's no radio there's no auxiliary cable there's no cigarette lighter you know adapter there's no phone charger none of that's in the van he just got his phone so yesterday when i was music. dropping off dropping him off at the airport he, he said well there's no auxiliary cable or blah blah, blah. i said why don't what are you doing? Why don't you just get one? He's like, I don't, I don't want to just buy that crap. That, that's where I just was right now. Was that right over here at Rite Aid buying all that stuff? <laughs> I'm not driving around in this van without all this stuff. So now I got it all, you know, but he yeah. doesn't even want to spend the money on that. Yeah. Let's just I, drive around trying to listen to music off his phone. 
you know, <laughs> holding it to his ear. Those dollars turns into hundreds eventually. So I appreciate you know, saving it. Saving that money. But I think I think there is I'm something. Not as, be... I'm not as tight in my old age as I used to be. Yeah, you, know? you get a, you get creature comforts. So you can't do the yeah. can't do the floor stuff anymore. But the I feel like the experience. I, you know, like for me, when I do non, I have a non BMX rate. And I have a BMX rate, right? You know, yeah. like, and I'm willing right. to take the financial hit because the experience and what I love to do is this, and it's like I don't care about like right. making that money off of this. If hopefully I can just make money enough money off of something else to I justify it, you know. Like so with my core sponsors or with the beef jerky, you know, yeah, like yeah, trying to fucking get what you can from beef jerky. Yeah, see, I shot. Yeah. They they pitched me some photos or something like that. Wanted to buy some photos. I shot for the fucking moon on that. Like yeah. literally, it was asked for so much money, and then they just didn't respond. I was like, fuck. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I can't remember the exact figure, but it was like five thousand dollars or something. I was like, yeah, you like for a few photos, and I was like. Uh, fuck it you know like yeah. you don't if if, if they want to give me 500 they, it's not worth it to a they, beef jerky company it was like five thousand. Right i don't know you Hell just no. fucking shoot for the moon when it's not bmx you know and, and then i take that five thousand dollars and right. then i go mole you can have a photo i don't really give a fuck because i just yeah. got five thousand dollars from beef jerky yeah. you know like and that's, that's my, so that's my <laughs> from beef jerky. you know like that's that's, that's, that's sweet. like that's my mentality yeah. with that stuff like but sometimes you you swing and a miss you yeah know? like but it's all good so. Yeah, so I mean, the, uh, long story longer. That that's that's only one of the reasons why I like working with Stu. But you yeah. know, I mean, he gets he gets the shots, he gets the interviews, he He's pieces solid. it all together. Yeah. The, that dirt video that, and that new video you guys just came out with are two of my favorite things. Not only that, while he's filming regular riding stuff throughout the day you get back to the the house or wherever you're staying and he's dragging the guys out on the patio to do interviews yeah. with them from that trip alone he also yeah. did a thing called the top fives he started with all these old snm riders new snm riders set them down and asked them who their favorite top five snm riders of all time were oh nice and he's probably got like 15 of these in the can just from that trip yeah he also did tons of fit product videos. He was working on Cole Volker's welcome edit on that trip. Like a bunch of, like two of Cole's best clips from that trip aren't even in that trip. Cool. Sick. They're in the welcome. Why didn't edit. Cole have any interview clips in the Colorado? Because Stu didn't know he was leaving. He wasn't supposed to, he, was, he had a flight out from Albuquerque with everybody else or Santa Fe or somewhere uh, with everybody else. But he ended up jumping in the van and driving to Phoenix with the building boys mm. the day before. Okay. So he did all the interviews after the fact? Stu did them as he went. He oh, was okay. doing all he right. does this stuff that's what I'm saying. He does this stuff all day, every yeah. day. He's filming like I thought it was cool they didn't have any interviews with Cole though. It kinda left him as like the mystery. Everyone yeah. talked about him the whole time. There were supposed true. to be yeah. I thought it was cool though. It was, like, it was just like different. Yeah. Like, oh Cole doesn't how, have any how interviews. Sick is Never, Cole, though. Yeah, he's been he's been great. Yeah having him having him around on that trip he was great yeah. um dude this this fit thing he's with been him and a lot lately of time how good with he's always yeah. been good but he's gotten to this point of like really good now and fit like i'm cole's gonna blow up yeah yeah he's I doing so. it yeah, yeah. after this video that video is like the first like move towards like blowing up for yeah. cole it's yeah and so like i sick. said he got two clips on that trip that are better than anything that's in that video yeah. so he's gonna have a badass video part too. i've seen doing it right with him yeah and it's that's okay. good. How far? I know that Stu was filming with him and REA for like a week here, so Cole's probably pretty far. Yeah, along. well, this week he didn't work on that at all. Oh, okay. He was doing all complete bike, prom, helping us okay. with promo stuff. Like the other day, we were at Sweetwater. He's riding a twenty-nine inch bike. Cool. And, and I don't even, you know, I don't think he's all that stoked on that spot. You know, it's no, it's no. a little. 
below Patchy. his yeah. capability. Yeah. Well, he could yeah. have Cole could have fun on any bike anywhere. And, and that's, that's exactly cool. what he did. Mm-hmm. And he never even said anything. He just showed up, got on the twenty nine inch bike. Oh, and then he got on a twenty two inch bike, started ripping that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so nice to be around a, a rider that's like, Oh yeah, you know, hey, can you ride this? Time yeah. on time on bike is good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ask a lot of guys to start trying to do some moves on a 29-inch cruiser. Mm-hmm. Pulling, yeah. pulling teeth. It's it's difficult, not him. Yeah. He's just, he just helping us. Yeah. Cool. Now. And, and REA, too. Yeah. Both of those guys, all week, that's what they were working on, besides going to the Turkey Jam. I mean, they wanted that's to cool. go to That's cool. You got REAs, like the young dude on S&M and Cole, young dude fit. Is that mm-hmm. kind of the, yeah. the, the, the main dudes right now for the young bloods on those squads? Well, there's a lot of young guys on both, yeah, never both mind. those crews. You got actually. the kid with two million damn yeah. subscribers, too. Yeah. But but those two of, are definitely like big, future, parts, yeah. big parts of what we're doing. How is yeah. REA only 16? Yeah, I mean, he's been... He's been on S&M in one way or another like for 13? like six years. Oh, six years. Wow. He doesn't like know his years. birthday, but he's one of the most mature, cool 16-year-olds I've ever met yeah. in my whole well, he life. He knows his birthday now because we harassed him about <laughs> so much. You know, for two days after that, we harassed him about Whenever he gets it, a so. signature frame, it's really got to be on the down two. Yeah, somewhere. right. That's the serial number. Is yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. So when he's on, signing in for a big contest, he's like, hey, On his frame, we just we put the letters R-E-A, which, it, you know, his yeah. name's spelled differently, but that's yeah, how you yeah. pronounce that's it. That's cool. Because nobody knows how to pronounce nice. it. Yeah. And they get crazy with it. Yeah. Are you? Know? Did you hear the yeah. announcer this weekend? Kept, you know, he was from Brandy. NorCal. Yeah, yeah. Kept saying he was ah, from NorCal. Like, but yeah. Arya's so nice. He's just sitting there like, yeah, I'm from NorCal. Somebody fixed it. Like, somebody Oregon, somebody motherfucker. told him. Well, I yelled it to somebody. Yeah, I, I did too. And then somebody yelled it up to him, right? Yeah. Like in the last five seconds of his second run. Yeah. So yeah. it was like over. But somebody yelled, Portland. Yeah. Well, he's not actually from Portland, but he lives in Portland lives now. now. Yeah. Um, he was riding the, the war pig. And he said, and he was killing the war pig. Yeah. And then I was like, how are you so fucking good at riding that? And he said that he built up a chromoly two-hip pork <laughs> and has been riding that back home. And, oh, yeah, because he's working with Shad. Okay, that's, that's the expert. I was like, why? Bike I didn't get the chance to ask him, why the fuck did you build up a chromoly two-hip pork? Right. You know, and so that's he's just with Shad. So does he have Shad like, just giving him history lessons every day? Like, oh, you yeah. can ride yeah. this, you can ride anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, he was every night this week, he's making me, you know, watch Snake Bite, that's the YouTube cool. Snake Bite yeah, channel. Yeah. And, he's, and I'm watching stuff from my era that I that I don't even, I've never even watched before. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love what Shad does with that stuff because it's like, it's just him and Mavro just have this such this wealth of like, right, of like, content that they just put out just for the love of it it's so cool yeah so he's making me watch stuff from the early 90s and that was like my heyday but i didn't watch any of it you know <laughs> you were just living it. i'm like whoa this is pretty yeah. rad <laughs> why did i never watch this i'm gonna take a piss and and then on the other on the, on the other side of it so you have uh I would say effectively clean cut stew with his perfect exposure and his uh, you know perfect editing cuts and would sound perfect and then you have charlie Oh yeah, doing doing yeah. built different. And when does that drop? Uh, December third. Okay. Physical physical copies first. Hopefully, and then... I mean, uh, we need Charlie to wrap it up today or tomorrow, and then Rye, Chris Rye, does the authoring. Oh, cool. And then I'll get it from Rye and get it to the duplicator. But this video is gonna drop as a as a download. Oh, okay. I think the 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 DVD copy is just sort of like bonus at it this is. point you know yeah, we've had a couple dealers and distributors that were trying to plan premieres in december for 
built different, the, the full length, and and they want the copies, but we're trying to tell them, hey, it's not really about the copies. You know, yeah. we're not trying to sell the DVD anymore. Yeah, it's a promo at this point, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's four ninety five or whatever it is, just like F it all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a couple bucks for the download, but then if you want to buy the DVD, you can, but you don't have to have the DVD in hand to do the premiere. Yeah, yeah. So cool. You know, December, but. You what? know that so to do the download on these videos is pretty simple. It's it's when you want to put it on the when you want to burn it to the DVD. Now you got to author it, yeah. and a lot of guys don't they don't know how to author. I have no idea. Yeah. No, as far as I know, like Chris Rye is a guy I go to yeah. all the time. Um, what when it comes to Charlie and like you get you know you get the intro like the intro is right. hilarious, of course. Yeah, but the like... intro the intro's changed. We there's been a few intros. Oh, okay. So that's when, that was my question: Is do you do you be like, yo, too far, or like anything like that, or? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely make uh, suggestions. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we do kind of have opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to video stuff. Yeah, yeah. With Stu and Charlie. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is Stu Stu's like perfect exposure, sound quality is a hundred percent on point, and then you have Charlie's like. Here's a 360 cam clip that looks yeah. like your own fuck in fucking space, and then it's like right. a Disney logo and like yeah. whatever, you know, like which is hilarious, but they're opposite ends. Yeah, they're both good in their own ways, for sure. I think Charlie has a a, a knack for capturing that kind of S and M feel, which is like irreverent and just uh, pretty trippy. Yeah, it's sometimes. funny because I, I watched like the Feel My Legs. I'm a racer. Good God! And you're literally have you. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. No, and don't. It's, yeah, and don't. Don't. <laughs> Muller section starts off with a like two minute skit of him just skating around a basketball court with a massive chain, like a like a nine foot chain sticking out of his chain pocket. wallet. Yeah, and he's just swinging it around, and it's like one. Of, it's like a Family Guy skit where it's like it's not funny. No, and then at a point you're like, this is it's so starting to get up. funny. <laughs> like it's like starting to get right. funny, but when, you're when still it, like it, you're like, is this it? There were is times this? when it was like the chain would wrap around and almost like Ollie the chain, yeah. and it was like, yeah, <laughs> this is almost. Uh, if we just edit this down to one thing, it's almost like a clip. <laughs> You when know did what I mean? When did yeah, this come yeah. out? Oh, like 1990? Okay. Yeah, okay. 1990. We might have had one of the first non-race or freestyle trick videos. I mean, yeah. this yeah. Is, this was literally it, me with a camera back in the day. I would just film. It would come straight out of the camera, straight onto the tape. I would take the tape to the duplicator. There was almost no editing yeah. at all. Huh. Editing, you didn't have computers yeah, at that VCR time. VCR. You think it's on the internet now? It is. Oh, it's it all. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's just... It's terrible. It's it's feel my like, legs. I'm a racer. Uh, feel no, my legs. No, muscle. It's not feel what it's my called. leg. Muscle. What it doesn't is it exist. No, oh, he doesn't want me to say it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh, okay. Did I ever tell you it's that? It's not on Snakebite. <laughs> yeah. In okay. My, go to Snakebite to find yeah. it. I think in my ninth grade or eighth grade Spanish class, I did a, a video report on 44 something, but in Spanish. Like, so they're getting like, a little quadra, quadra, better. Quadra, like, quadra, it was quadra, getting a little quadra. better by that point. Yeah. But I love yeah. 44 something, obviously. But it's getting a little better. A little bit, yeah. We were early, but it's a, but we were that's early a, on video stuff. Like I mean, I used to spend a lot of money on, on stuff before anybody did. Like I had I would have I had the Sony um like the toaster thing where I had a VCR and another VCR and then I had this little Sony thing with and knobs it was probably on like ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. It was yeah. it was like six, seven thousand dollars back yeah. then and split screens. And so I had a source deck and then I had the, you know, master copy deck and you would sit and edit and you could play it back. And you used to have to do the video on the 
timer loop and then play your music on a like a cassette recorder that's and then crazy. like you time it me. all out yeah that's crazy the beginning making of- videos is real easy now it is i mean <laughs> you can make, make it on your it, iphone real quick a, if you want to make a little making video. a good video in a timely fashion and filming it efficiently yeah that's not easy. No, you know, that's no, where no, a stew yeah. comes in yeah. and can do it. Yeah. But the the actual, you know, oh, you've got Premiere or Final Cut or whatever, and you got the little timeline, you get the music bar, or you're doing it on your phone. I mean, this is this is silly easy compared to back in the day with the VCRs and the whole deal. What yeah. about what about just kind of the the video as a whole? Like, the, I'm sure at a point those you know 44 something and uh, please kill me and stuff. What that was a money-making venture like hey we're gonna put twenty thousand dollars into this yeah because we know be we can make then, yeah. forty thousand back so we actually have a profit and we could do it again you yeah, know it like, was there for a while yeah and then it, that all fell apart <laughs> now it's just marketing now, now it's, it's marketing. Yeah, yeah it's a promo snm the beginning of yeah. snm to me was snm please kill me that's yeah. like right when i got into it that's a legit video that so is. good i talked yeah. one of the reasons i fell into being in love with bmx as much yeah. as i did and then you guys had videos on your website before anybody else yeah you had like little profile videos and i would go on like every other day watching the videos to see if you made our website new ones. was pretty ahead of its it was time. so ahead of its time yeah. I, you had a thing i, think I we could still write. have that same site <laughs> i would write you guys letters and tell you all the tricks i could do and yeah like, maybe we'll get, no, I, I can get that. sponsored i think i, I told you, you that telling before. me that yeah our, our site was pretty ahead of its time yeah sites could, are i mean nowadays the site is just basically a, a shopify cartel big cartel yeah. thing i mean it's kind of a bummer yeah. mm-hmm. you go to even your favorite just, brand site and it's just you know oh there's some grips and a t-shirt well, it's and, funny because yeah, I, I noticed they're all and, pretty much the same but there's some cool ones though the but, sites yeah. used to be like like team and what we have going right. on or what we have yeah. going on and like the yeah. blog and all the sick. new stuff and then the team and like all right. these videos and then it would be shop and now it's right. and now well, shop, shop, shop first. still like that actually because yeah. it's so outdated which is cool though yeah but i mean you go to go to the newer brands and it's none of that's there anymore yeah, yeah which is kind of weird because kinda everyone just almost. focuses on social, social media when yeah. i was doing market you know like every day on trips we'd be doing blogs and people loved it right but that was when like not yeah i guess instagram and social media just took over everyone's focus right but it's almost so diluted it's almost better to go back to the website style if for the real fans yeah or as people oh did you guys hear uh edwin the other day on on bobby's I listened to a little no, bit. I, wanted, of Edwin. I, I got. I, I got. I got no sad knows. because I was gonna. I wanted Edwin to do ours, but I, yeah. it's my. It's me for sleeping on it. So, but it's okay. But what do you say? Well, I, I was going. I haven't to been it, able to haven't. listen to the whole thing yet, yeah. but I listened to you know little pieces of it and just Edwin talking about Instagram is hilarious. Oh really? Yeah, just I want to hear that. Just basically telling people to you know calm down. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not just the the writers. I mean, they kind of are getting pressure to be active yeah you know yeah. and i think you can there's like guys on both ends of the spectrum you know hoder has a flip phone mm-hmm. yeah i saw that that's amazing like an actual nokia flip phone <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have a smartphone so he's not on instagram yeah but then on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> Dennis is like that's yeah. cool but yeah, then, i know that I'm just like, but then yeah. on the other end of the spectrum you got people that are just putting stuff on instagram that's better than what people are saving for well that's what's edits. hard dude that's a thing you got yeah. pros that can do it they don't have to hide their writing in video parts they right. can film, film their normal day shit and it's entertaining to people right. and make video parts and then there's some people who are blowing in a little bit for themselves because they don't have a filter yeah. And then there's, you know, some people who shouldn't be using Instagram for that because they're video part guys. There's 
you know, every pro is different. No, I I agree. So it's like you just gotta you at fig- the end of the day. What, I mean, but like, it just sucks that it's so complicated now. Well, you know, like so, it used to be able to like it like, used to be so complicated yeah. though. Also, because if you didn't know one of the photographers and weren't in the industry, you were fucked because you had to go yep, shoot with these point. guys to go get in the industry right. or get yeah. a plane ticket from wherever. But now, if you're the sickest dude in Nigeria, that's better than everyone in the whole world that no one will ever find you. If you get a hold of a phone, shout and, out to Starboy. Yeah, is he from Nigeria? I'm pretty sure yeah. you can do your Starboy. own thing. Yeah, yeah. Starboy. People know yeah, about yeah, him probably yeah. through Instagram. Yeah, you can come up, so it's cool. Like, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's funny to hear both ends of the spectrum. It is. You know, yeah, I want to hear about, what Edwin talks about, about these interviews. You know, Edwin's on on that side of it where he's like, take it easy. Yeah, you know already. And then on the other end, you got Montana Ricky who's saying you need to post you know eight times a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you know you look. <laughs> it's just those but extremes on both. Really, somewhere in the middle there is where you know probably i think it really it depends on who you are though yeah but because as, you don't want to blow out your video yeah. parts because you're posting better shit and you know that takes away from say like you just got to find what's right for you and mm-hmm. the people that you're working with exactly you know, at the end of the day the writers are the writers are are hopefully helping the companies publicize their product and that's the whole point right right so you got to find your if way you're sponsored, to do you're getting it. paid and if you're doing it authentically you know like hoder's doing that without doing what everybody else is doing which is sick he goes on every trip makes everything yeah. look cool he doesn't have to be selling right. himself out on instagram but some right. people that you saw it in this uh this colorado vacation yeah. video i mean the vibe yeah the, the the vibe Hoder brings to the session is like, exactly you got to see it in the video, and that's how Hoder really is. You show yeah. up to the OB park, and he's the funnest person to ride he's with. The, he's the but most you always fun guy. from the video parts, you think he's the guy from Facade who only does bangers. But yeah, when you, like but that, that video showed who he is, like yeah. on a yeah. daily bunny basis. Hops, yeah. Yeah. you know, down little ledges. And for someone like him, Instagram fully doesn't show how great of a personality and yeah. rider he is. You like yeah. you need to see Stu's video to like feel. I think how you should, good he is. I think you should watch Stu's video and then watch Build Different. You know, because yeah, the Hoder's different uh, the new uh, Hoder, video. Yeah, Hoder's, I'm excited to see Hoder's that. got did, the last section. Did he? Have, yeah. Was it a two song section or one song? Mm, two songs. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because because yeah. I, I haven't watched the actually final final version. But I know he did have a really long two well, song section. But it, I think I'm, we might have kind of condensed it into more of a one song section. Well, I may be confused because it starts off. Oh, with so we got a really rough cut. It starts off with the vanilla ice beat. So ninety five percent. It starts off with the vanilla ice beat. So maybe I'm thinking that was the opening section. Chris Childs or was it a was it it, Jimmy? It was his fucking banger. Then you got the the more recent version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So the the, his banger is like the clip of the video for me. Yeah. Like it is literally like I I don't even know if I want to ruin it, but it's literally like December third. I I went my hand. My hands came up in the air. Yeah. Alone in alone in here. I was just like, yeah. (laughs) It's a little confusing that we got these two videos coming out. Like basically, you know. Nah, either, there's a big line between them. Yeah, you know? one's like, a trip yeah. and a party, and yeah. then one's a full yeah. video. Yeah, yeah and I've only so. seen the trip one so far, and it was good vibes. Yeah, yeah. reminded me of how and then awesome since Prop I saw was. you guys last time, we did the uh, dirt rules, dirt and then rules, we did yeah. the F it all came out. Too. And obviously, there's mm-hmm. a there's a huge there's a huge response to dirt rules. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, like, that's a good one. Yeah. I love that video. Yeah. So, you don't and, see yeah, too much good too. Fuck. Usually, you guys put out. I mean, this is like four. I mean, effectively four full lengths, four hours of fucking bike riding in the last year. No, I mean Melissa's on it, man. Yeah. She's got Charlene, she's got Stu, and yeah. I mean, the, and then she's got Evan doing all the motion graphics, like that little Winnebago. Like yeah. we can't do that stuff. Yeah. That's that's Evan Ed, Fisher. Ed, Evan Fisher, another sick rider. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a lot of people on it. 
and we're coming out with a lot of content. Who's doing fit now fully with filming? Well, Stu. Stu's, yeah. yeah there's no Justin Benthian. Was he's the not, last he's guy. not with us anymore. Okay, so it's yeah, just he Stu did, and Charlie he did, doing everything. Stu, yeah, Justin did F it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie's been doing SM. Charlie kind of does a lot of SM and fit stuff behind the scenes. Um, but Stu's a big part of, you know, both of them too. And then Evan, yeah, doing a lot of, a lot of motion graphics and stuff like that. That's um, cool. Who's the, who's the guy that was in the photo? He was, I saw him a couple of times in the Colorado video. He's holding like a HMC or something like that. What's an HMC? Yeah, sorry. Uh, the, Is that camera he was talk? in, the, he yeah. was in, the, he was in like the group photo at the, at the, <laughs> at the, at the barn, at the barn party. And then I saw him in built different. He was filming Kareem's stuff wearing a fit hat, like kind of like scrubbing. Oh, Colton. Colton. Okay. Yeah. He's from Seattle. Oh, okay. So he's Hoder's buddy. Okay. And he right. rides for fit, but All he right. had a broken foot. Okay. Mm. Colton Klein? Knudsen. Knudsen. Okay. Well, sorry. Sorry, Colton. Yeah. He, so he came along to film. Okay. But all he right. filmed all Hoder's section in that oh, built cool. different. Okay. All right. Okay. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, having that one single full-time filmer. Colton Klein's from Arizona. Sorry. That's a... Having one single full-time filmer is tough, you yeah. know? Cause With you two can... brands. Well, Especially. not just that. It's like, you got to live it. You got to live it at that yeah, point. You got to have people at your house. You got to. I think you're churn, better. I think you're film better. Day, I think you're out. better off nowadays with limited resources. You know, uh, limited budget for this kind of stuff. You're better off having the writers have their guy. Yeah. Like what you'll give up in quality a little bit of filming quality. I just think you're going to make up for it with everybody being well represented, you know, like the F at all videos. It's a great video. I love the writing. I love the vibe, but there could have been so much more in it and mm-hmm. so many more. Writers, yeah. That video so was many... cool, but it seemed so cut short. Yeah. Every part I was like, damn, I was expecting like, yeah. You know, well, five you minutes, only got, not you've two only got minutes. One, you've got one guy. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. looked very limited on trips. And yeah, it's just one guy. On, and one guy trying to do that. And that, whereas on it the was SM, good. Everything was quality and dope. I totally agree. No. But, but I wanted every part to keep going. I was I like, what? Damn I it. Like, and then just, some guys didn't even really have parts. Yeah. Yeah, some of the favorites, you know, like the dudes I was like super hyped for. Yeah, I, was like, I mean, yeah, there's they got a really tiny part. There's barely any van. There's, you know, yeah. nobody really got with Mikey. Yeah. Um, BF. Yeah, because um, you need you know, a, a lot, a couple years, and a lot of I mean, trips when you got one guy to make a video that like really works, right? Yeah. Or that that uh, recipe you said is great. Have an editor, mm-hmm. and then have everyone get their own footy. That's kind of where you're at with S and M because we don't stress consistency and just such a high level of of like you know quality on every single thing. Like we'll take phone clips and use them, or show the clip as long as it looks all right. Like yeah, you can I mean, see if you can see it, it's hard to make a video with with one guy. Yeah, it is. It is. You need a couple years and a big budget for a lot of trips. Yeah, it's like the only way it works, and especially with a big team. If you got a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, so like F at all was it was a great was a great video. I really liked the like feel I said, and the vibe was there. The feel and the vibe yeah. super good. I like the music. I mm-hmm. like the writing that was in there. I just wanted. I'm like you. I wanted more of it, mm-hmm. and I wanted more. Very, I wanted to see yeah. more dudes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good, but it felt like a like almost like a full length, but very mini full mm-hmm. length, like like just cut so short. Yeah, no, I agree, but uh, man, it's not easy. No, I I feel what you're saying. And you don't want to go four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can't. No. You have to be smart. Yeah, um, nowadays, if you're going four that, years, nowadays that doesn't like that video costs so much money to mm-hmm. make. 
it's crazy and we really didn't get anything else along the way yeah like that's the the only the best scenario would be like a on the fit side would be like a holy fit. That was the best scenario in 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, Van got video part of the year. Mm-hmm. He got a Nora Cup for that video. Sean Max, you know, opening section. Stu made that video, but not only did he make that video, along the way he made a ton yeah. of product That's videos. Like, mm-hmm. And getting Benthine to make a product video was impossible. He just wasn't interested in it. Some guys aren't. Yeah. No, I mean that's they're a, not into it. That's they, a they, that's they, a plight of of videographers is they want to they want to focus on their masterpiece and it, and not it's, all and of it's them. A, not, not all, all of them, them but yeah. but a lot of them a lot of them. When we were yeah, making the, the Market game. Zero DVD, like the thing, the agreement with Christian was you have to make one at least one full edit every month in between making the video and it yeah. like it yeah. was nice was we he had, okay with that he was cool with it yeah, yeah we sweet. made the agreement where he was okay with yeah. you know get paid this to do this and every I mean, month we had something coming out that was like keeping the ball rolling and then the video dropped boom yep like paying like going to commercial break paying the bills right it's yeah. the same kind of thing yeah, yeah. And, and and that shit's so easy too when you're with a crew like that a fit crew or like yeah. the market crew we're just at a skate park like let's film us warming up people are gonna yeah. like this and you know. That's where you got to be good at yeah. your job, you yeah. know, because to to tell a guy, hey, the guy's had a long day, he got some good clips, maybe he's, you know, yeah. he's already punched out, sort of, and then you go, hey, can we pop over here and talk about your grips real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know how that is. Yeah, we didn't have to do none of that. It was just film us but, riding. I mean, that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, and that's hard. I've been that. I've been that yeah. guy. I've and been that like guy. You were talking about the state of, we were talking about the state of the industry. I think it goes, it, it's like across the board, everybody has to like do more work for less now than ever. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a writer, you got to go talk about the grip. Yeah. Like and you that's, just have to. And, the, and it's so point. fucking easy though. To every job, every really? job has <laughs> go its talk down, about a grip for downsides. 10 minutes. Like, yeah. go yeah. do it. Every job has its downsides. Every single you could love your job and but you're not gonna there's gonna be a part of it that sucks and that's right. you know you got to deal with that shit and that's yep. you know when you but really though people do get so like they they just get so crazy with things and like so anti everything when it's like dude you could you could talk about your grip you can fucking drink a beer or smoke a spliff while you do that it takes 10 minutes you could still enjoy it like it doesn't have to be like I, I fuck feel, that like I, it's like dude yeah, that, it's i feel like you. you could even have fun with it yeah but i also I, feel like i'm like saying like hoder has fun with yeah because he's probably drinking a beer smoking a spliff <laughs> not anymore Maybe no, a spliff. No, yeah yeah, no, yeah okay yeah beer, but, but, drink, but you've you've also grown a lot too that's why that's yeah. same with the Instagram, same with what I'm saying. Yeah. I've been on both sides yeah. where when I was younger, I was, you know, you are, that's why I can say this because I remember being like anti all that because it was all about video parts, when, contest. When, and when Dennis's like, Instagram bio was, I hate Instagram, but I love my sponsors. I didn't even have an Instagram. I was like, the last, <laughs> you really say that? That's good. Cause I didn't have one for so, I was a last rider for sure to get one. And Nike was going to kind of cut me if I didn't get one. It was like, that's they, a story. It wasn't like they really said it, but it kind of did for yeah. like signing the next year. Wow. And I was like, all right. So th- that's why I wrote that bio because I was like, fuck Instagram. <laughs> but now I actually like Instagram and I understand what works for me. And I'm, yeah. you know, it's like, cool. I'm like, this, this is, it actually helps I, me. You know what I think is cool about that is, uh, let's say you are a rider and you wake up, you're not, you, maybe you're not that motivated to go ride that day because nothing sounds all that fun and maybe you're sore or whatever. But then you think, oh man, I, you know, I should go get something like put something up mm-hmm. even if it's just a story or something now all of a sudden you're like motivated to go do it then you go set everything up you got your boy or your tripod or whatever and then now you're feeling it yeah now yeah. you're having fun then you oh, end yeah. up having like a good session and totally. 
you might not have even gone riding. Yeah. 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 yeah there's no, a good, good recipe for everyone. For so, me, it, like, yeah. it, gets, it might get you motivated to get moving, and then once you get moving, then you start feeling good, and then you're having a good time, and then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That didn't suck in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of shit sometimes that you aren't going to film for your video part, but you're not going to just do, and you're not working on, like, a little edit or something in between, so you're like, oh, yeah, perfect little Instagram thing gets me motivated. Right. There's definitely just got to look at it in the positive and don't get too pissed off at things. Just like filming the grip interview. Yeah, you're riding your bike. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's what uh sometimes it takes like those people getting a shitty job to realize how goddamn fun it was. What did, you know, or is. Let's talk about sponsoring riders in general. Like uh, we talked about, you know, I guess is there a work ethic that that riders should have in order to remain sponsored? Or because I feel like we've talked about like arriving, I think you know, like dudes bus are asked about this, and you mentioned Hoder is just being such a yeah, I've kind of oh, the moon, there, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, we went out, oh, yeah, Hoder's that was the moon, that that was the COVID vaccine right there, yeah, yeah, which is which is on the which is on the poster in the top right, right there. Oh, yeah, I died laughing when I got anyone who hasn't listened to the first Molar podcast, it's amazing. Go back and listen to it maybe two years ago, it's on our YouTube or our. I've got a new YouTube. take on on uh, writing professionally at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've got certain guys that are just pros that are going to do what they do mm-hmm. on on daily. You know, like you're doing it. You know, there are guys that are doing it, but I think the majority of sponsored writers that are getting like a monthly check. I think the monthly check, honestly, is like the downfall of so many writers right now. Like, think about think about when a writer's like coming up. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten put pro mm-hmm. yeah which in bmx generally means you're gonna get a couple hundred bucks a month or whatever right and that hasn't happened yet but you're out riding every day filming you're hungry you're working on little projects and then how many times does that rider go pro and then it all just kind of slows down yeah. or gradually starts to slow down yeah. right and then you start thinking to yourself how many you know jobs if you want to call it a job uh how many jobs do you get you get hired for and then you just get paid and there's there there's really no deliverable like you you're not, there's no you're not responsible for any specific task yeah it's you just get paid every single month so i i think maybe more contracts have to have more things i don't even in. know if contracts are the the i think the, the thing is is like not just paying riders just every month that doesn't make any sense anymore. I think what makes sense is like paying them for what they're actually doing. You know, it's like, I'm thinking to myself this week, Cole comes out for a week, right? And he's not on the fit pro team. Yeah. He's out for a week with Stu filming clip after clip after clip, like on 29 inch cruisers and 22 inch bikes. And, and then I'm going to the Turkey myself, Jam, winning street, and doing street, yeah. Turkey Jam, and then getting a clip here and there for his, for his, section and i'm thinking to myself he's working he's working but he but he's not Mm. getting paid yeah Mm. but there are dudes right now that are getting paid because i mean i gotta pay them (laughs) and they're not doing anything yeah you know if they were you know if they you handed them that 29 inch bike they'd be like so the whole time i'm thinking to myself and i'm even kind of asking cole questions and rea not so much because he's 16 and he's just stoked to be getting flown somewhere and Riding the comp, which is what you should be at his 16. entries, and, yeah. you know, and getting lunch, 
at, at Whole Foods and he's just amped. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's 16. He's working his way up in his right, own Right, but what's Cole, 20, 22? I think so, something you know? like that, early okay. 20s. So I'm, and I'm even asking him questions like, hey, did you drive your truck? Like they went up to LA, you know, the other day for some stuff. I said, did you drive your truck up here? Yeah. Did you save that gas receipt? And he's like, oh man, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry <laughs> about it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'd be, I'd be worrying about it. <laughs> like yeah. if it were me, I'm like, fuck, dude, I just rode these crazy, like, I did cruisers. I yeah. rode cruisers today, and I just burned up 120 bucks in gas. Can I get, like, my gas? I mean, I wouldn't want to be lame about it, but I would. So, anyway, I'm just thinking to myself, and, on, and I asked him, and, too, I was like, man, what about those demos? You know, he does demos. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much do you get paid for those demos? Because I'm starting, in my head, I'm starting to think, like, what is a day's worth of riding cruisers worth? Yeah, yeah. Right, it's not. It shouldn't be free. No, definitely necessarily. Not. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm working on that, Cole. Well, I mean, like I do. But that's where, I, like, almost like the monthly check comes in, where you would like, you know, that's how I look at it with my sponsors. When they ask something, I'm like, dude, they pay me monthly. Like, I work for them. Like, I'm unless I'm broke the fuck off. Yeah, I'm but, gonna go try and get to what they ask me to do. Okay, but you, but you do that. Yeah. Okay. Not everyone does. Yeah, but some people, the people who genuinely love it, I think, are, and like look at it that way, keep going. And well, that's what I said at the beginning of this little rant about pros. That some pros are real pros. Yeah, right. So if you're getting a monthly salary and you're asked to do things, you just you do them. It. Yeah, right. But if that's you're a, not, but if you're either you're getting a monthly and you're kind of disappearing. Mm-hmm. When, no, that's true when, because I see a lot of people do that too, and it trips me out. I'm like, how are you not no, working? So that doesn't like, work. Yeah, like. Like you said, you can't work for Trader Joe's and not show up and get paid. No, that's but why then I'm like, you're not even side, doing shit. But then on the flip side, you can't keep asking the guy that doesn't get paid to do all the like cruiser photo shoots and mm-hmm. not pay him. Yeah, you do. No. You have so to figure it's out. Like, it needs. It, there needs to be a correction at some point, and I think that correction's like, let's just say you get X amount of dollars per month to ride. What is it in the rider's mind that you do to get that? And then they kind of like write it down and you go, okay, well, you got to do that every month. That's yep. really what we're talking about. Yeah, it's doing that fair. every month mm-hmm. because there's a certain level of stuff that you're doing to get to that point. And then sometimes yeah. you start getting the money and then you stop doing the other well, it's stuff. Well, like it's like So the- I think you ought to get paid for what you're doing. If you're like, because take the rider that doesn't necessarily want to be a full-time pro rider. Like that, that, that stresses them out. Mm-hmm. They want to ride when they want to ride and they love riding and they're having a good time but they don't want to do it all the time, but they're getting that check every month. Now they feel like they have to go do something. So either it's and that's forced, not really how they weird, work. Yeah. That's not how they operate. So then fuck their riding. And up. then they don't do much and their writing's not very good or they get hurt. No, they don't do anything for a while. Then they get cut. Now they're bitter. And they don't ride mad, anymore. They hate right? BMX. Yeah. Cut, <laughs> happens. And then they're mad. And I deal go, with this. All, I deal yeah. with this. Yeah. Now they're mad. That should have never even gone there because mm-hmm. that guy should have never even got that person should have never even got the monthly. Yeah. They should have just been on a deal that was like, hey, every time you come up with an edit that you do in iMovie or whatever on your own equipment and your chick films it or whatever, that's you know, hundred bucks a minute. Or it's or almost like you, could, you could have like a or, cap right here and have all these different ways to get to it exactly. each month. That's yeah. it. And Instagram then like you, you kill it all the way. That's like, you got that money. That's that's it. And yeah. then that's if they don't, then, then then if that's where people, I think I'm going yeah. because yeah. that's where I think I'm going to go with it. Because then if they don't feel like doing anything for a month, no sweat. Yeah. Don't do anything. Yeah. And the ones that do are just keep capping out. They're, like capping, a, they're yeah. the ones it's at like the top all of a sudden. Hourly versus salary. Right. But, yeah. th- but then nobody gets mad. 
Yeah. And there's never like a, a fallout. You just have to yeah. structure it really well, like where everything makes sense. Like, it's all, it, it's, it goes back. It all goes back to the tarp guy. Yeah. Basically, because in the sense of like when I when I hire somebody to do stuff for me, I want them to be like turnkey and right. I don't need to hold your hand. the entire Yeah, you're time. paying this tarp like you, guy to just mm-hmm, hold yeah. his hand all day. And it's almost like you should be getting paid to deal with this guy. Exactly. And it's like <laughs> Gary it's, should get bonus for this guy working for the skate park. No, exactly. Or, you know, um, take the, uh, the like the example of a rider that's got a full time job mm-hmm. and they want to ride after work yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, if they're on a monthly check and they're tired and they don't feel like riding and they're going to start feeling weird about getting that monthly money and then they're going to get it cut. Yeah. And then they got to, you know, step down or separate from the brand or whatever. It just gets ugly where if they just put out some content and got a little bonus here and there and they use that money for going out to dinner or whatever, it'd be a way better scenario. Yeah. It would also motivate people not to get hurt too. Cause they're like, if I get hurt, I can't, you know, you'd always be thinking about that. Like, right. Stay healthy, do this right, Mm -hmm. do this right. Be real consistent. You you guys just had Austin Augie. I don't know if it was a, you guys let him go or if he stepped down, but you, that is, that is kind of like an interesting one because he always had his hands in other things the entire time, be it YouTube or or photographer or or modeling or that's, unfortunately is the sign of the time like we've been trying to keep him he'd been trying to get him that money every month or have been for years and just it's just kind of got to the point to where like like he's literally not writing yeah you know and he's doing a bunch of other stuff yeah um i don't feel like he was shitty about it yeah i mean seemed nice i mean all the regular there's like a whole crew of of people that hate s&m and fit so Mm -hmm. they all they're shitty about it i didn't even click the comments (laughs) there's a full crew there's a crew there's like you know, 20 people, same 20 people yeah. every single time. Yeah. So anytime something like that happens, then they all just come out of the woodwork because they're like, ooh, now we got 21 people. Are we talking about Sean Mack again? No, he's not actually even, I don't think Sean Mack cares about yeah. getting on Instagram and commenting <laughs> on shit like this. But there are like a few dudes and then they're like, ooh, maybe now we got one more. Yeah. But oh, I don't think Augie's, the club, Augie. <laughs> I don't think Augie's going for that. It's just unfortunate. It's like, man, I got to cut some of this monthly money. I got 20 something dudes everyone's getting monthly money yeah yeah this like he's just not riding his hustle bike. his hustle's not towards riding no. bikes right now yeah that's, no that and then sense. there's always like it's been going on for a long time where you're trying to get him back into the fold you're trying to yeah. get him to do the things he says he's gonna do oh i'm gonna go to simple sessions and make a video and then go here and make a video it doesn't happen doesn't happen buy the flight i'll make the video you buy the flight they don't make the video you're like oh god now there's another one there's another yeah. one then he went on that bobby thing and starts talking about how he doesn't have us any more signature parts and canode oh yeah he goes on canode's oh, okay. bob- podcast and says he doesn't have signature parts anymore but really he does he has signature handlebars and i had to message him and i said dude you got bars they're in two colors they're in stock <laughs> right now you, he didn't he forgot you, you unplugged them you not only didn't plug them you unplugged them <laughs> he didn't know he had signature handlebars <laughs> on fit so it's just one of those like that's the yeah. straw kind of yeah. you talk about the straw yeah. you know yeah. breaks the camel's back and that for me that was it was like i've been trying to hang in here for a while give them the benefit of the doubt on this but i'm trying to sell these bars and they're not like flying out the door on their own mm-hmm. and, He's got to tell people about him. Yeah, yeah. But if he doesn't know about him, he doesn't know about him. <laughs> yeah. So I said, "Hey, can you make a can you make a an edit like help me promote these bars?" He said, "Well, can you send me a filmer?" I said, "No, I can't. I can't, I can't send you a filmer. You're gonna have to film it yourself." Yeah. And he said, "Can you send me some bars?" 
And I'm thinking, well, aren't they on your bike? <laughs> I don't know. Not Maybe Austin, they're not. But I don't know why some people yeah. get so bitter yeah. with getting kicked off of a company. Because well, you didn't get kicked no, off. No, no, no. I'm not yeah, saying Austin. Stuff. I'm just yeah. saying in general, I was just thinking about it. Like some people get so mad. It's like, well, if you have the confidence in yourself, you should be able to just get on another company, right? Like, why are you so bummed well, about or, getting kicked off this one? Or you, know, you would go, just work oh, hard and get on another all company. we're talking about here is just not getting guaranteed money. You know, like you're just not going to get a guaranteed check is basically what it comes down to. And then at that point, like if, if the roles were reversed and I liked the brand and you would think you would like the brand that you stayed on the team for years, I would say, well, that's fine. I understand. But is there anything I can do to like make that money by doing something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and can I still get free parts? Ask, like, like, can yeah. I still get by like that didn't even come up. So yeah. That's yeah, I wasn't you, talking about Austin. I was just well, talking in general. Like, I think the, yeah. you said that that group of twenty riders, and I was, yeah, it I might was not even be twenty. It might be ten, be thirty. 40, oh, it might be thirty, fifty. I don't I'm know. I'm thinking it's ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing. Well, one, they're like we add one every year. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what got me thinking about you the dude. You who must gets have. You honestly must have. Like, if you go to like a like a fucking turkey jam thing, yeah, you're like, there's got to be conversations that you have. You're like, Muller, you gave me fucking, you gave me a frame back in the day, and I hit you up like 20 times. You never gave me another. You frame. know what, what happens? The people get pissed with me. They really do. And then years later, they almost always they're like, dude. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because they realize it was They grow silly. up. Yeah. Yeah, they grow up. And I mean, there's ones that just stay pissed forever. There's a handful. But um, yeah. some most most of the dudes are just like, man, I, they, they get it. Like, they yeah. got into their own business now. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're running some other business. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people own. forget it's a business because it's BMX. Yeah, and you don't want it to be no. necessarily. You, you want just it to love be a- bikes. But at the end of the day, like, you can't get, you just can't get money for nothing. Yeah. Nobody gets money for nothing. You might a great for quote. a while. Yeah. You might for a year. You might for two years. You might for who knows? Yeah. Five, ten years. But That's what we're saying. Like when dudes are that good and they have that much like influence in the industry, like yeah. they can go a while, but eventually you gotta let them well, go. Well, unless you build your name, unless your name is so, unless you're like yeah. on another level, yeah, then yeah, then you're just getting stuff. then you're just getting paid because you got that name and you're gonna have that it. name forever. Yeah. yeah. But that's Few and far between. Yeah. Right. Chris Doyle. I mean, look, Chris geez, Doyle. look on the Haro side of things, you know, McCoy's with 55. I was going to say know, McCoy's. You go to Columbia. He threes down the stairs. He 180s down the stairs. I'm, I'm like losing my shit yeah, watching yeah. that. So when the beanie yeah. comes down yeah. over his eyes, like. <laughs> He's 56 or something. Right. He's yeah. doing it. He's yeah. doing it because he loves it so much and he doesn't. Yeah. He's going to be, not, he's going to be doing it till he dies. And no one's got a bigger name than that. Yeah. I mean, I've. Aria made me watch 101 BMX plus 101 tricks the other day. What a fucking psycho. On snake bite. <laughs> He's a total psycho. Yeah. <laughs> that McCoy. Is not, McCoy. Is that, that's the one McCoy's, hosted by Magoo, right? No, no. That's oh. Uh, GT. Oh, okay. Um, this that's... one's hosted by Scott Town. Oh, okay. It's a new yeah. S&M employee, yeah, by yeah. the way. But McCoy's all over it. Mm-hmm. And this is 1986. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to go on every single trip that's still. 36 like... years ago. God. McCoy never slowed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He's yeah. So no one's got hard. a bigger name than that. And he's still out there. And it's not like he's just riding Vert either. He doesn't or even ride Vert all... anymore, I don't think. Right. He's he not just park riding... and street. He's not <laughs> he just, just riding transition. He's 316 down, what, 15 stairs? Yeah. That's insane. It's pretty wild. That's insane. 
Yeah, when he wanted to just jump down, I was like, oh my God, he's going crum- to crumble. And he just, Doink! and I was like, dude, he's going to be able to do this. Like, and, and they ended up he getting it. it first t- was that first, first try? Oh God, yeah. it had to be. It was so scary and his foot popped off. That was actually like a tin. The beanie went over his eyes. So that was like, yeah, a, right? yeah. that was like a big Loved tin. It. And when he lands, we all almost had a heart attack and he he wanted to do it again. We were like, no, yeah. that was dialing. He's like, all it. right, let's go to this. He found a 15 the day before, which, you know, a 10 and a 15. And he's like, let's go to the big one now. We're like, no, you dude. You did the big one though. That was one that he wanted to do too, yeah. yeah. And I was he like, didn't do that one. No, that one was slippery. Like yeah. you know, he would have went how Thank he God. threes. Thank God, maybe he could have done it in his prime. Too easy. Oh yeah, went like he way was the bigger. first guy I ever yeah. saw do way that. Way bigger, but he's people he hasn't been jumping about, to flat talk about in twenty five years. You know, like street riding in New York City. He was doing that before anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That was like we we go to Columbia, Bogota, and DMC was definitely the star of that because of oh, what he did. You know, yeah. this, that's what so I take inspiring. Away from it. That's yeah. the only clip I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, that's like the you one. Know, and then I got the little zine at the contest, and I was flipping through the zine. I didn't know about the 180. Yep, I, I only saw the. the I three. thought he, that was yeah. the clip. Yeah. Yeah. The 180. I was like, we're gonna watch D get knocked out right here. Yeah. He, yeah. he wears a full face anytime he walks into a skate park, then gets in the streets. He goes helmet? Hell no! <laughs> like I ain't wearing a helmet. No. He's so raw. I'm like, but he wears a full face riding a, a three foot quarter pipe yeah he's so like <laughs> street in, street they, i ain't wearing a helmet i'm gonna put my he beanie in front of my to, eyes uh edwin on the uh i want to i want to i want to for yeah. sure yeah listen to edwin he probably told edwin the rules he probably did <laughs> back edwin in probably, the day yeah. in new york yeah edwin's not feeling the helmet you know <laughs> on street it's pretty funny i feel i like, really like it uh, but I mean, yeah i can so, see I mean, him not liking that nobody's got a bigger hell. name than mccoy and even he's not just getting paid for his name he's still doing it yeah yeah so yeah exactly he's still i guess doing all it. i'm saying about the writer thing is that the way you structure it is causing problems yeah and i think no, the, the way you made some very valid points if you're gonna give people sure. guaranteed yeah. money and, and then you, you need to stay on them someone needs to stay on them all the time but as money gets harder and harder to come by not only do you not want to just give people guaranteed money, you can't afford to hire the people that call them up every single day yeah. and take them out and keep them busy mm-hmm. every yeah. single day. And so and now you're going to have to you, you're because trimming. there are those motiva- motivated you're, riders who are going to do it on their own. You just got to find are, them. Those are unique, and we all have them. And then you have the other kind of rider that needs to be self motivated, and maybe they're partially motivated by getting you know like a Dave Crone. He's putting out good content for S and M. He's not getting guaranteed money. He's he gets money when he puts out good content. Yeah. And yeah. look how much good stuff he puts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a machine. Sick. Yeah. yeah. And we're and every time he does something like that, we're helping him out. And if I it, love and, that and if everything and if yeah. and if it, there was m- money abundant, you pay for the work. Was prosper, prospering, it would be a different story. But once it once things get tight, you have to look at at what is right can be trimmed down or where you're spending your money wisely or not wisely and yep. that's the way it goes exactly and our and, and is everybody helping to like you know yeah. keep is everyone helping to to make the phone ring mm-hmm. keep the lights on you yeah. know like eight posts a day yeah i really think this year's gonna be we'll see i mean i think everyone's been every company's been struggling this whole year yeah especially towards the, the like the last half of the year yeah and going into next year, I think we're just going to see like people not being able to get paid. Well, I really hope not because this is, uh, as we said, uh, advertising is usually first to go, and that's how I make money. So, mm-hmm. um, but I hope you're wrong. Or I hope yeah. you know, you know, I just you'll I, make it through just fine, just no matter what. You work hard. Yeah. You work hard, and people who work hard all survive. Seem to always I'll survive. go hit up beef jerky. Yeah, yeah, beef jerky. 
Well, there's got to be a beef jerky. Are you still there? <laughs> I lowered to 4,000. Do you have a shredded cow? Beef jerky? <laughs> beef jerky, I need money. There's got to be people beef listening jerky to and this soda shit, water. right? Because there's so many more people doing it now. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm... There's like people doing little podcasts all over the place. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because when you were texting me the other day, you're like, it looks like they're not getting as good at numbers. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fuck. We just, we kind of just restarted in the last well, like, month or so. I'm and like, then, too, I'm, there's all I'm these like other ones. I'm releasing this. Oh, good job on the new logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I love that. Yeah. It's so much better. And I like, Our podcast... the, I like the filming of the logo, too. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes uh, the podcasts do really well, and sometimes they're just lower numbers, and it's just, yeah, it's they're all fun. Good, so. But you got to yeah. put them all in the library. Like, you yeah, go to the yeah, library, yeah, yeah. and there's it's like, weird I mean, because I'd say there's not even half of them are in there. The YouTube. Um, so he's talking about the playlist and the, mm-hmm. that thing. I don't know. They used to be that it had like a, if it Who, contains, if it whose contains. Whose job is that? Albert. I'll blame Albert. It's not, Albert. it's not his job. It's I, YouTube used to have it the where cat, it's the cat. cat do I don't know. That's how out of the should loop I am. Should be able to go to the <laughs> yeah. playlist and they should all, all be, be in there. there. Yeah. They're not. Um, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, they should all be in there. Yeah. The YouTube changed it. It used to, because I looked at it the next day and it used to have like yeah, if it if contains you, unclicked, it would add it to the playlist. And I think they just uh, got rid of that at some point. So mm-hmm. they just haven't been going in there. So, right, but thank to, you. We need to fix that. Yeah. We did the logo last time because of you. Now we need to fix the yeah. The but playlist, yeah. Am I on the board of directors over here? You should be. Fuck you. Yeah. You want to invoice me? I'll send. I'll send you a list of requirements, I'll and I'll just, pay I'll you for you what for you do. Photos. I'll pay you for what you do. Yeah, we'll just trade. <laughs> I'll give you seats for photos. There we go. <laughs> we can I'll do a little S and M unclick. How many seats do you need? Uh, changing gears. Let's uh, talk about. Well, you talk about Dennis. I yeah. gotta go pretty soon. Okay. Well, we can see. We can keep talking. I ride. I got yeah. a session, but yeah, he's promised. He's promised his friends. To go ride, ride yeah. yeah. So, so I got until two thirty. Are you riding the ramps? Yeah, haven't ridden there in a while. Scary. Um, invention of the bar spin. Invention. Yeah, I always think because I have. I don't know if you can invent the bar spin. You know, like I feel like it was like a progression of half right. bars and turning the bars around and stuff like that. But you get a lot of credit for right. being the first person to really take bar spins to the air. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I remember this happening. You know, it was a like dirt jump, X up, then one handed X, mm-hmm. and then one day just one handed X, push it around, just bring it around. Yeah, and I remember like doing it on a big double, no, for half the first ball? time, no, no, and it was never a spin. It was yeah. never a bar. I wasn't bar spin. I I would bar spin if I was like say coming off a loading dock. You know, like a three foot tall loading dock lean or feeble, do a feeble. And then, you know, that was like kind of the lean back and throw the bars. Yeah. yeah. Kind of still on the peg a little bit or even still on the back wheel coming off the picnic table yeah. bar spin. But as far as like the what we called the bus driver, that was in the air for a long for, a, you know, a while, like a big, bigger jump. And then just a slow, as slow as possible, basically, yeah. which is cool because you don't have to pinch. Your hand is still on the bars. You can kind of keep the front end up that way. And that's a really cool feeling. That's different than just like doing a suicide no-hander and then letting it go, smacking the bars around. You're you know? the first one to do a bar spin? Like that, yeah. Oh, this so people, guy. People were doing them, though, but you no, were the first No, I mean, one there were like a few it. dudes that would fly out of like bowls in the late 80s and, and maybe spin them. There was one guy. Oh, so you're the first one doing them over a jump, lip to landing? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like across a gap, you know? Yeah. 
doing this. Yeah, because I, I looked it up and it was like uh, Tony did an article on on X Games and saying that people were doing like half bars on vert and shit like that. Yeah, and, maybe they were like Bob Cole. Yeah. That would be like a Bob Cole kind of trick. Half bar seems like yeah, they'd be doing that. That's so much gnarlier. That's insane. Nobody Nobody ever did a slow but landing on vert half bar. Know, yeah. You know, yeah, like, that's a scary yeah, part, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Vert's weird because you got to be nosed in. Yeah, you got to be way nosed in. Yeah. I don't think anybody People are crazy, ever has dude, like all that. the mouth. It's not a Vert trick. Where's the first one that you ever put out publicly? Uh, feel my legs. Well, there was a pro jump at a race in Reno, mm-hmm. and it was on video. And I remember that was the first time I ever did like a long, like maybe a 15, 18 foot double. You know, four feet high. What year? Whatever. Oh, probably ninety. Crazy. It's crazy but, the Barsman's only like 32 Yeah, years but old. it wasn't like a you know, staple like, trick. I mean... Wait, what year? 1990. 1990. Wow. Yeah, older than you. BMX is a baby. Yeah. Kind of is. Yeah, it is. What uh? But I mean, there's a lot of tricks like that. I never I never saw anybody do a 360 over like a big double. Before either. you did it. Uh-huh. You were just, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you because even like those first X games I remember seeing in San Diego, like that the runs were just really basic yeah I mean, now you're talking about like 93 at least already this mm-hmm. was like when i saw it, it was like yeah like 98 i think yeah wait 93 was when you were three and stuff no oh. i mean i started three and stuff in probably 86 oh, okay. all right yeah but i never saw anybody three a double ever huh so the first time i ever hit like a double with and when gap, you say double it's like a three foot lip right yeah like maybe a yeah maybe three feet tall four feet tall you know somewhere between 12 feet and you know 16 feet gap yeah. something like that you know old school 90s dusty late 80s racetrack yeah sometimes you kind of wind it up but yeah nobody ever did like a three hmm. crazy that i ever saw and then who's the first person to do a truck the truck driver came from the bus driver yeah so the bus driver was this that was me because i had the volkswagen volkswagen mm-hmm. bus and the steering wheel was flat that's why we called it the bus driver because when you would drive the volkswagen bus and you would do like a u-turn yeah, yeah. You know, your hand would come around like this so that's why we called it the bus driver and then somebody maybe bar spinner ryan or somebody did the first truck driver or nyquist probably yeah. but damn that's crazy if nyquist invented the no, truck I don't somebody still in like my, had to be somewhere in my kind of circle because i was the bus driver yeah and then they were the truck driver yeah well, that makes sense so I don't know who did it, but it came from the bus driver. And the first ones were, you know, you would do the three and then you would drive it did you, as did, you were spinning. And I used to even mess with that. 360 bus? Yeah. Did, did you, you ever land one? Uh, I landed it. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't pretty. Was there a lot of notoriety for like being I could able do a to do that stuff? I used to do three sixty X ups, but even that was weird because you kind of that locks your kind of locks your rotation sometimes if mm. you're not, you know, yeah, depending on how you do it. Like I would tend to get one eighty and get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Good photo op. But yeah, I don't know who did the first truck driver. That's yeah. a. Gr- I mean, probably one of those ones. That Bar never spinner know. comes to mind for me. That's cool. That's cool. Another another. But it would definitely be like early 90s, 91. Did you go to the Mission Trails Dirt Jump Jam in 1991? Yeah, I was there. That was a day I was born. DMC like pulled that out of his memory. You got you <laughs> guys. You, you guys were all hucking tricks from he like right next to the hospital. Himself. I was born. Yeah, he wrecked himself. Yeah, he was trying flips day. and shit, just hucking everything like it was a phone. Over the, show me they all they the called footage. it the death jump. Yeah, that's where yeah, I yeah. started like riding dirt jumps. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I, right. I, that's I right. No that's handed, right there, I took no hander right, that right jump, on the street. and that was like for me at the time. That was. Are you in cheese? Is that you in cheese? 
What is that, Dirt Brothers? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it was Fred Ainsfield that made that one, but I don't know. That Probably. was like one of the first was that, was it from Mission Trails? Yeah, there was that stuff in there. A lot of a lot of Mission Trails death jump stuff. I think Mission Trails only had two like jumps. That. It had the big roll yeah. in Mission the, Trail. What back yeah. back <laughs> then jump. when I was like some little jump down at the bottom. Yeah. There was a yeah. bunch when I started riding there, but yeah, when you nineteen ninety one, the day I was being born, I think it was a couple little jumps. Big jumps though. They had a <laughs> yeah. the huge jump across the canyon. <laughs> Right, it would look huge. You could, in the throw, you could have thrown a rock and just hit Dennis. You, you were talking no handering, and I was poo, yeah, flying out in the world. Actually, I was getting cut out. I wouldn't come out. Oh, <laughs> C section. I talked no handering. Shout out to Darcy. Time. Shout out to Darcy. I talked, talked at one time, and right like, when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it was good. It was good. We were there. Was there, up. That was like, wild. I'm trying to imagine like a, the bar spin or the bus driver like back then. If you were doing over jumps and like yeah. nobody else was, you had to be like like oh, it I had would, to be like. Molar's way up here. If I could jump it, yeah. If you have a trick no one else is doing, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a time when I'd show up and be like the dude, you know, at the jumps. But it's how it goes. I was just telling someone this the other day. Like, you know, you start riding as a little kid. You're having fun, but you're terrible. Yeah, right. You're just like squirrel. Yeah, and you get better and better and better. If you're lucky, you get like you get to be the man for for a while. I kind I was that dude. I'd show up. I could do. I could jump all the jumps, do all the tricks over all. The, if I could jump it, I could do my whole bag. You know, bar spin the three, the tuck, mm-hmm. and that was and then, like you're the shit with those right. tricks. You're literally doing tricks nobody else is doing. The bar yeah, spin. Yeah, maybe least. every now and then you run into one dude that would do like one of them, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. or like fuzzy. Yeah. Eventually, Fuzzy could do, could, could do them all, you know. But uh, Fuzzy was like the dude who really took it to a different level back then. Yeah, I mean, he was styly too, and he was consistent. Like, yeah. He was smooth. I was wild. Like <laughs> I could just, it could go good or it could just. There's yeah. definitely like a minute. There, there's definitely yeah, like right. a minute of Muller just eating shit. Yeah, uh, and doing three sixties and like that. Feel my legs <laughs> I on the racer. I could crash. <laughs> you know, yeah. for sure. But so yeah, if you're lucky, you're like you know, you're sort of the man for a while. You're good. You can keep it there for a long time, but eventually, it doesn't matter who yeah. you are. DMC, every generation Hoffman, is more talented. You start losing some of those, you know, tricks, and but it doesn't matter. You're still having fun. But the the key is like on the backside of it all, like where where you are, like in your fifties. You know, I'm fifty two. I'm stoked just to ride and not be hurt. You know, and you start getting some little tricks back if you care, but. Yeah you're still having fun but that's the key is like can you keep it together on the way down and not get pissed not get bummed yeah. and not stop riding because you aren't badass anymore that's yeah a lot of people's ego ruined their fun yeah, yeah. it's for damn sure it really because... does i'm just trying to keep like a real like hold on the whole concept that even when i was little and i could barely like ride at that all it was fun it was fun so I'm I'll, I'm gonna take it all the way back down. Hell yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, that's I'm gonna a, take it all the way back down yeah. if I have to. That's, like, I'm not just gonna stop riding because I feel like I'm embarrassing myself. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna keep going. I'm, yeah. it, it, maybe it is embarrassing. I don't well, know. It's the, it's it's the same thing. No, it's, it's like it's, it's motivating to people. To as see long someone, as it's fun. See someone like, in their 50s that can rip dirt jumps is like whoa. It makes all the people that don't do shit besides watch football games go like. I can do right. something too. And then I think like this event this weekend, you know, like how good would it have been or how good would some of these events be if they did like just a quick 40 plus 50 plus class oh, hell yeah. at these events? Yeah, Cause that funny. would motivate guys like me and other guys from my era that are there and can ride and still ride 
all the time, but would never think about entering a comp. They're but doing if that it was like 40 plus yeah. and 50 plus, yeah. and then dudes just You're signed like, oh, up. Like I can yeah. compete in this. Yeah. How good would that be? There that is a, be the thing that, that USA BMX or something, something through yeah, the Olympics, do, and they, they do, do a do sick, something like that. They yeah. do, and it's sick, and all the same guys uh, always go, and they compete against each other. Yeah, they, they have their do own like thing. Uh, Will Bissell from yeah. Arizona. Will yeah. Bissell. Yeah, I think it's USA BMX. And then Mike Krenich. And Cam. Yeah, well. Jeremiah Shin uh-huh. goes yeah. to him. There's like a crew. Yeah, I watched that class. I think it's 35 plus. Yeah, maybe at it's Woodward dangerous. West this year. It's dangerous. I watched Mike Kernich. Mike Kernich. Yeah, uh, rode in it. It needs to be older than 35. It should be like 45. That's 35. I'm, I'm coming yeah. up on that. Like yeah. I'm about to. I know. Jump in yeah. the bet class soon. They should do 40 plus. 40 and a, plus. And a 50, 50 plus. plus. Yeah. Kernich has 35. Ain't even old. There's like Kernich has to be close to 50. Oh, he's my age. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's 50. I think BF's yeah. 50. That motherfucker fell off BF's the China, China wall and, fell, and survived. He could mm-hmm. do anything. Oh, he's he's yeah. tough as nails. Yeah. Oh, McMurray. McMurray, yeah. He's but been, coming, he's, he's been he's, going to those? No, he's been driving down to my spot in Colorado. Oh, yeah, I saw him in the video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and it. he's probably, he's coming up on 50 this year. Is he? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like a legend. He's I want him. Like, I want him on the podcast. He came good. to San Diego a couple He'll years ago. He'll still three a yeah. big jump. He just yeah. did some kind of podcast recently. I haven't listened to it. There's some, well, there's Pocket Air. There's uh, Bent Spokes. There's Canode Nose. There's all these podcasts now. And get off our shit. No, I'm, we bouncing. I'm bouncing. Oh, you're leaving. I'm bouncing. Well, okay. So what year? What so year did you take off? Before you take off. Hold on, I got another question. Oh, yes. Just to uh, you, the man. Uh, Thanks you know, for help that. Welcome you guys to the new location here. Yes, sir. It's uh, season three. You know, we're getting it back. Official number plate from the Frogtown race we just did. I love it. And uh, jersey, if you want, to maybe fold. Did it you up. wash it? I hope no. not. Hell yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I did. I did. So, I washed. It's washed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hell yeah. This yeah. is awesome. I'm gonna hold that shit up. So. This is how you know we're serious because our plate, uh, my plate, got a Michelob Ultra now. It's not like uh, you know Saint Ives. This isn't like oh a, yeah, you know, taking care of yourself. Malt yeah. <laughs> we're getting older. The athlete's beer, fifty plus class. Too good. Yes. Um, well, I, my the only question I have left on here was you did the bar spin in what eighty seven? No, what do you say? I mean, probably started messing with it, like, yeah, like 88. Right. And I, my first good one on video was probably 90. And then what year did you guys do the porno in S&M? Oh, that's a great question. So that's in the new building, probably 98. <laughs> it's 10 years later. Yeah. Did the porno at the warehouse. Yep. Uh, I don't have any follow-up questions. Why? Nope. Why? My buddy got a job working for Vivid. And he asked did me you ever, if, uh, did you ever see anything about this? No, uh, I, I think you got, we talked about it in the last. Yeah, one. did my we? buddy John yeah, got a job working so. for no. my buddy? I just, I just listened. To I just listened to it last a couple of days. Uh, so ago. my I knew friend, about the my friend thing. from New Jersey, who was a BMXer, moved out with us in the late '80s and lived mm-hmm. at my house. Lived with me. We were roommates. He eventually got a job in porn, which you would when your name is John Salami. <laughs> that really <laughs> his name? Yes, it's yeah. his real name. Made to be a porn star. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so he they, he asked John they, Salami. John dude. Salami asked if they could film a porn, and I made three hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars. That's yeah. it. I would, was it. I made three hundred bucks in porn. How much have you made in porn? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. Yeah, zero. He's embarrassed. He's like fifteen thousand. How much have you spent? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What uh? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't have any follow-up questions. Yeah. This shit is hilarious. I just remember finding out about that and just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was like lottery with the calipers or something like in the background or something. Yeah, like it was pretty wild. Time. I'm not sure that's happened. So I'm not going to end the podcast, but you guys keep going. Okay. I don't know. Do we have any more questions? Yeah. I feel like you can talk to this guy all day. He's the best. Yeah. What do we, you got any more topics? Okay, we can say goodbye to Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys keep going. Good job this weekend. You're good the man. You. Hell yeah, always good seeing you, dude. Yeah. Congrats Have on fun. everything. The new house looks amazing, Fudger. I'll see you soon. Thanks for coming down, too. See you next year out in Colorado. I'm oh, coming. yeah. I'm seriously coming. Hell yeah, yeah, I want to come, too. Bye, boys. Have fun. I will. Who are you riding with? Jaden. Oh, yeah, Jaden. I think Tammy. Okay. Tammy's a LaMesa guy, too, now. Tell, tell Tammy I said hi. Okay. Oh, Hell yeah. All right. Love that guy. Oh, doggy. Doggy has entered. No, um, I'm good. I mean, I just thought... Tammy would be a uh, fit to like, put on one of those contracts like to work for your money. Yeah, he's a worker for sure. I think that might change things, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder I wonder what the response will be for, for stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because I feel like the, you know, full-time professional bike rider... Like, I think it just gets, like, diversified. Branson, out puppy. Where you get you get all these people where they have, like, the fucking Casper mattress and promo yeah. stuff. And you have YouTube revenue. And you have, like, the fucking real bonus from Instagram. Yeah. And you have bike riding sponsors. And then you oh, have, Oh, the real. Like, I mean, people probably make more on the real bonus right now than they do on their monthly yeah yeah i for mean some companies depends on who you ride for yeah and that's that's and a, how many that's a valid know, thing like it, it's you get it you get little sponsor deals like whatever i saw parker heath posted something from like dji global yesterday and it was like yeah you know it, it's i hope they're not you're getting a few hundred bucks and you get a camera like like i yeah. hope that's part of the ecosystem of the way it goes and 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 hopefully shit blows up and brands do better and we're able to like have professional riders in, in an easy capacity yeah you know? well i i just like the idea that you can ride for a company because you like what they're doing and they've got you on the team because they like what you're doing. And then things don't have to get weird just because there's this monthly check that yeah. nobody can really afford or that people aren't earning. Yeah. So I, that, that's where, that's where it gets weird. You know, like I don't, I don't think it's necessary that people have to end their relationships on bad terms, especially when there's no, better deal out there yeah. i think it needs to go in a different direction when it's winding down like or maybe it just doesn't start that way in the first place like nobody gets just again because there is nothing guaranteed no, no. you know a rider's getting guaranteed monthly money but the company doesn't necessarily get guaranteed uh exposure yeah, yeah. you know and then a lot of times riders want the company to like help blow them up but it's actually supposed to be the other way around the rider that's helping to blow up the yeah. sponsors. So yeah. it's it, everyone needs to work together on it. And I think the, the way you make that happen is just being kind of clear from the get go and then trying to stay in communication as much as possible. But having that TM guy, that's not cheap. You know, and, yeah. and then people talk about I think when and I then the video guy doesn't always have the video guy who's and he's already driving the van. He's driving the damn van. Yeah. And he's filming. Yeah. And he's signing you up at the event, like Stu's signing up the boys this weekend in Claremont. And he's booking the hotel. And he's editing freaking video. And, and he's supposed to be, and he's also the team manager at this point. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think it's, it's, but they're also, they're, you know, the specialized athlete, you know, like where it's like um, the bike rider is the one that's putting, risking his body in a sense. And then you, I feel like a lot of the complaint is that like, there's other examples or, I mean, I'll just, maybe you are part of the example, but I was trying to point at other people over there is that the owner is a millionaire and he has right. all these cars and he has all this shit and he has all this stuff and he's fucking right. killing it. And then the TM's making 70 K or 60 K and then, right. the, and then the, the warehouse guy is making 50 K and then the bike rider is only making 15 K or 20 K right. from the brand. And then it's like, look, it's fucking right. lopsided when the, when they're yeah, the face then, over there. But then you've got elite bikes yeah. it's out there. The right there, there are no riders. Yeah. Yeah. So the brands are competing against that. Yeah. That's true. And they're selling bikes yeah. because the bike is spec the same and because the margin's just as good. Like the dude pulls into my parking lot, he's got 20 elites yeah. in the back. They have no riders. Yeah. No. As far as I know. Yeah, they because don't pay they get anybody. undercut because they don't pay anybody any 20K. Right. Yeah. So you can clearly run a bike brand and sell a bunch of bikes and do almost as good as the core brands with no marketing yeah. at all. Zero. Yeah. No marketing. Uh, I mean, like yeah. you don't need a team. I mean, you that's what that's what FBM did. They had the they were doing yeah. the pro they were doing the pro team, and then they're like, "No, fuck it, we're just going to give the shit to the boys, and we're not back, doing all, the team." Comes all the way back to the whole thing about being out of touch with Doyle is like a lot of what we do with the riders didn't start because it was a necessary part of being in business. It started because we were stoked on this dude, and we wanted to hook him up. Yeah. Do like, you think? Do you think there are owners that take advantage of riders? I don't think anybody, I don't think there's an owner in BMX, at least in our, the, the freestyle side of things. I don't think there is an owner that's like legitimately wealthy mm-hmm. Okay. at all. Yeah. I mean, is there? And if they are, they didn't make their money in BM. They didn't make the money from BMX. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to name. I don't want to name names, but I feel like there's a couple that are that are doing pretty fucking well from my point of view. But I mean, did they work for fucking thirty years really yeah. hard? And do they deserve it? Sure. You know, yeah. like it's and the do same. You think, do you think it's the same? I mean, it's the same thing for me. It's like sometimes I get a little weird where I'm right. like, yeah, I fucking I've been working for a ride when I was since twenty one. I'm twenty right. years down the road. I've never made fucking amazing money right i just haven't fucked up with the the right. middle amount of money that i got yeah, you know yeah, and my wife works smart. too and like we're right. not fucking you know like and so it's like you see people see the the outcome and then they are like he's fucking taking money you're getting paid a shitload and i'm getting paid fuck all right. you know and so it's it's hard so yeah, yeah i don't know i mean are, yeah. are, are, hopefully i think it's the comparison between the warehouse worker and the fucking professional yeah. athlete you know and it's like that's the hard thing you know and i want riders to be paid more because i think it's good for bmx but as a whole if you can show that it's that you can you can make a living off you of cannot have you cannot have the company without the warehouse guy of course yeah elite yeah. bikes or whatever it is is it elite guy. <laughs> I fucking somebody said we've talked about this i've talked about this brand way more than i had ever in my entire fucking i don't even life. know what it is other yeah. than those bikes are in the back of the truck yeah. and somebody put the bikes in the back of the truck so <laughs> there i know there must be a dude that puts the bike maybe the, the bikes are so cheap because the guy had to put the bike and bikes himself yeah. in the back of the truck all i know is that there's definitely a dude that put the bikes in the truck and there's not a team rider yeah 100%. and if there is i don't know who it is yeah yeah, I mean, right. elite, uh, I mean, I don't know. Ricky apparently rides for them. I don't know what that means, though. I don't know if yeah. he's selling them, and then he's just like, a, I don't know. I don't know the dynamic there. You yeah. know, so it is, 
It is a weird thing. I think I think thinking about it and I think talking about it is definitely good. Um, I don't want people to be like outrightly negative about, uh, you know, I don't know. Money shit is hard, man. Like It's super hard. Like even when I talked to Ricky today, he's like, I know what everybody's getting paid. And I'm like, I honestly don't. Because this that is Ricky, is, the podcast. Okay. Rick, yeah. Okay. And, and it's like I ever since when I started a ride, it was like, I'm not the ad dude. Like and I want right. I want Moeller to to like like me. Right. And I'm not as right. like, and like, I don't want to talk about money with Mueller because that's your fucking job over there. But right. now as, as things go on, it's like, I am becoming the money guy and I have to talk about that, but I don't talk about what Dennis makes from beef turkey. I have right. no fucking idea. Like, it's right. not my business. So I try not to ask that stuff unless, unless it's like 10 years removed, like the Nyquist podcast. I'm like, tell me how much you made, right. you know, right. it's like, that's or that, a decade uh, ago, two decades that ago. That contract that le that's leaked online, who, I don't know, then the name is scribbled out and it's six grand a month. And I think it's Schwinn or, or oh, was it seen Biz that? or something? Maybe it was Biz. Yeah. It seems like it could be Biz. Yeah, Biz would do that. But the name is scratched out, but somebody's making six grand a month. Yeah, yeah. From a bike. Yeah. Is it Schwinn? I think it was, yeah. So it would be yeah. either Foster or Homan. Yeah. You know, one of those. Wiz. Wiz. Yeah. Biz. Biz was on Schwinn? I think for a minute yeah. it was. So that's some, always, a, that's a bit, that's Biz's, uh, his life story Somebody's is like making six k a month from yeah. a, from the bike brand is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, yeah, that those money that money when you're an emerging sport, and then we have, uh, you know, mountain biking doing the same riding BMX. Yeah, uh, literally just riding BMX on a different but bike. And I mean, you're you're sport. totally right. The money the money aspect of it is uh, talking about it takes a lot of the fun out of it. A hundred percent, especially if you. You know, like we were talking about Augie, you pick up Augie when, you know, we picked up Augie when he's living in Arizona, or maybe he'd moved to Long Beach and he's with Morgan Long mm -hmm. and Morgan's always going to bat for him. And he's like riding all the time and, you know, he's super energetic, yeah. you know, a lot of people like rub some people the wrong way because he was just kind of like loud and in your face. But I, I don't, guys like that don't, that doesn't bother me. You know, he comes off kind of like. It was a little much for some people. I like honestly, I like people like that because yeah. they are you're getting the truth. Yeah, no, they're not I liked thinking it. too hard about it. Yeah, like, I liked it, yeah. and and uh, so you start hooking them up, and then coincidentally, he's getting moving towards this like vlogging kind of thing, and then pretty soon he's like making the phone ring. People like kids are amped, yeah. and he's got a huge following. You remember when mm -hmm. he was doing the did that oh, copper bike or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, right, and these and. Yeah, people are sweating it. Yeah. Like real into it. And then, you know, years go by and he's in an expensive city. He's got a bunch of different things he's getting into. But then, you know, he's putting on an event and it's like he's still bringing like some value and you're trying to do everything you can to keep him involved. And it'd be, you know, it'd be cool if guys could still be part of the crew, but not necessarily get like a check every single month and you know and some people are able to kind of pull that off yeah. um like fringe fringe rider but you're still you're doing your thing you're in your lane like a caden i mean i guess well there's sense, a like, lot of guys on, on the snm side of things are kind of like that yeah. you know or you know even somebody like uh yeah like a lot of guys on snm like def paul's in this colorado mm -hmm. video you know, he's not a paid snm yeah. rider no yeah. he's essentially a flow flow dude he gets bikes and a he gets parts. dude at this point right but he loves it yeah. yeah and like we love him yeah and everybody's stoked on it and now he's on a trip you know but when things go differently and then you know people need to like 
part ways or whatever. No, that's that. Yeah. Which I, I don't think it needs to go that way. I think it would be better, like I was saying earlier, people could just get paid in different ways. They can remain part of the, the whole crew. They could go on trips. They could do different things. That There doesn't have to be an immediate you know, separation. But I just think everybody's so quick to want to put something out online these days. Yeah. That, just, you know, you got to say something. Like he asked me, like, what, what should we announce? I said, I wouldn't. I mean, I said I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. If I were you. Yeah. You know, to be honest, but he did. Yeah. It was it was short and sweet. I and it was fine. Yeah. 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 But um, doesn't it? I mean, I feel like just even talking to you about this, I'm like, fuck, it's so demotivated. You know, like it you is. just want to like fucking like, let's talk about fucking bar spins again. You know, like, I, we, like, yeah, like I, I mean, that's just a part of being in the bike. It's the only business I've ever been in. Yeah. You know, yeah. since I was like a kid. So yeah. it's got to be daunting, though. And it's kind of it it's is. hard. It's hard to be the bad guy, you know, like yeah. in the in the sense of like. You know, when, well, that's why you know, like with the Sherbo, the Sherbo story. Are you, did, I, did we talk about this before? I don't know if you did because of the ride thing. It was like when Sherbo got off at S and M. Yeah, he was like he wanted to talk to you, and then you were busy, and then he was like, I don't know, there was like some problem or something, and then he was like, Well, I'm gonna quit, and you're like, Okay, see you later. I like, did, I mean, I was like, I was taking a Canadian dude to the airport. Yeah. I didn't have. I had no. Oh, you remember more? Yeah. So no, it I was, remember when it happened. Yeah, and it was like I think people want more out of you, you know. But it's yeah. like, but you're like, I got all this other fucking shit going on, and yeah, I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to address this thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Hard conversations no, are I've, hard. I've, to have. I've definitely handled things poorly in the past, and writers have definitely handled things poorly in the past. And you put us both, put us all together, handling things poorly. <laughs> yeah. And things tend to go like <laughs> poorly. It definitely, yeah. They're definitely. It goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think it always has to end badly like that. I think it can just change. It doesn't have to end necessarily. Just It could change. Yeah. You know, your relationship with, with, with people could just change. It doesn't have to just, like, end immediately. Yeah. No. But, you know, it's always, like, you, your Instagram people are like, well, what's next? Now what? Now what? Now what are you doing? Like, like what bike are you going to ride? What, is it, what does it matter? Yeah. Really? That's yeah. why Edwin's pretty good in this... Uh, bobby thing that i listened to a little bit of the other day because he's just basically saying it's just bike riding yeah no that's true you know he's seen, i mean he's been through it all so yeah he really yeah. has yeah. but and he's just saying his bike riding it's fun but have other you know hobbies and uh, other things that um you're into and have more of a well-rounded like richer life don't just be so narrowed in n- narrowed in yeah. but it's hard it's hard for somebody like me I mean, I feel like BMX is everything, yeah. you know, like every single thing I've built here, yeah. everything I do is bike riding, everything like, you know, right. so it's hard when it's hard to hear that stuff sometimes, you know, like you want people to like fucking squeeze the shit out of it and love it just yeah. as much as you do. You know? But think so. about how different it all is, you know, like, you know, Ricky thinking that I'm out of touch or that our team manager, I don't know who he thinks is the team manager, maybe. I know him and Charlie always kind of beef, so maybe he thinks Charlie's the team manager, and maybe he's just trying to th- like throw Charlie under the bus a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know, don't but um, there's nobody really involved with us. I, I, it's funny because when he said he got like over Merit, I honestly didn't know he worked for Merit anymore. I thought yeah. him and Reese started a distribution company, and that's what 15 they were doing. Or yeah, yeah, I, I thought, thought that's. So I thought I, I didn't know he worked for Merit. Well, I don't so think he I lost his job over this. There's no way. No, no, it no, would have been other stuff. So. But yeah, he said that anyway. You. It's silly to say that anyone's out of touch because there's just so many different versions of BMX. You know, you've got guys that are 
you know, street guys, like kind of animal style guys out doing their thing. And, you know, like, like Jeff Z and that kind of, that kind of a scene. Then mm-hmm. you've got the, the, like the guys doing the, um, nitro games yeah, and that kind of, a, I mean, there's so many, there's race guys, there's dirt jump, tr- there's trail guys, there's the Hallahans and Reynolds and those kind of guys. It's so many different, you could easily say that anybody in any of those scenes is totally out of touch with the other scenes because, that's not necessarily what they're into. Yeah. Ask me you about know? a feast event. I have no fucking idea. Right. Yeah. But you I know, no but, but actually somebody like me, like I'm kind of following all of them yeah. all the yeah. time. Cause I'm dealing with guys in different genres, genres yeah. all the time. So it's just, it's just kind of ridiculous yeah. to say that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. what is, uh, what's next? You guys got the good full length dropping 2023. Yeah. The, the year this, of the pullback. Uh, yeah. The, uh, who is texting you for fuck's sake? Stu Johnson. Fucking stop. Yeah, I've told him to take... That's a group text, and I've, I've asked to be taken off You can of mute that. it. You can mute that specific group task. Ta- as soon text, as we're text. done here, you're going to show me how to do All that. All right, I got Stu, you. Stu, I want to get off that group text. <laughs> Guys, take me off that. I, I want to remain out of touch. <laughs> as out of touch as possible, please. Uh, so who you got? You got Biz, you got Doyle. Uh, who else are you going to bring on that is going to piss off... Oh man, who, no, who could know. we get? I'm yeah, I uh, yeah, we've got built different coming out in December, and um, geez, try and survive this uh, cold BMX winter. Yeah, and that's how uh-huh. it goes. Honestly, it's, it's we'll the same. See you. Yeah, people we'll see pull you in out Colorado people. in the spring. Yeah, right. I'll be taking the Greyhound. We open the trails back up again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. We'll see you then. Uh, cheers thank you chris yeah hopefully hopefully nobody's i feel like this one is like so focused on just i mean that's what we talked about state of the union anyways this right. is kind of the whole point of this but hopefully um people laughed a little bit too because i feel like the last one was so fucking outrageous with right. all the stories so you pissed in greg hill's nor cup right yep yeah true and broke it <laughs> and then had to have it repaired <laughs> Did he? How did he repair an orca? Bought another one? No, just me sitting on it broke the wood. Why were you sitting? Are you sit down to pee? Well, I sat on it for the photo. Oh, put it on the toilet. Sat on it. You haven't seen the photo? No, I haven't. Oh, is it? It's in the book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, I have seen it. Spike took it, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it was a Polaroid. Spike took a Polaroid. (laughs) Do you still talk to Spike at all? Is there like not since the book? Yeah. Yeah, we interviewed him for the book. It was it was pretty funny, like a speakerphone call. We did one with Spike. We did one with Tremaine. Oh yeah, that was good. They're both in there. Yeah, yeah. Transcribed. Yeah. Um, I love those guys, but they're big time. They are busy guys. So cool. Thank you, Chris. All righty. Yep. Two hours thirty minutes. Not as long as three. Yeah. Two thirty. It's funny people think.